Well, hello there, dead and lovely listeners, and welcome to Action August. Action August. You goddamn right. Part two. It's the sequel, bitches. It's sequel time in the summer. It's always <laughs> the time that you want to go see a big ass action sequel, right? Now, I know that, you know. Every episode is somebody's first episode. Usually this is a, a horror movie review podcast with a ton of bullshittery and stuff, usually. But last year, we started doing this Action August thing, where just for the entire mm-hmm. month of August, we do, you guessed it, action movies, and it was kind of a hit. It was kind of a masher. <laughs> it kind of was. Like, four of our, our top ten movies from last year came from August, so... Yeah, people liked our action movie uh, uh, swerve there. And, I mean, I think, you know, it's arguable that Predator is horror-ish. So, we're not running too far afield right now. It's close enough, right? It's close enough, man. And, you know, we're going to see how the sequel stands up. Now, typically, you know, the part two in any big old action franchise, usually people criticize it and stuff. I wonder how Action August 2 is going to go over with the fans. Are they going to be like, man, it was fine, but I can't believe they got Danny Glover on an episode instead of Arnie. Fuck. (laughs) I wish we could get Danny Glover. That'd be great. That'd be pretty tight, right? If you don't know this about Danny Glover, go look up uh, his activism work. That guy is a badass. He is a union man through and through. He also got... He, he like helped to put together a student walkout that was five months long at what? San Francisco State University that eventually ended in them starting a black studies program. What a badass. That's awesome. Danny Glover. Badass. Yeah. So I'd love to have him on an episode. Yeah. That would be pretty fucking rad. <laughs> yeah. But of course, it'd be cool to have Arnold on too, though. That'd be like, all right. To, That'd be yeah, all right. Either way. <laughs> But, you know, either way, today you are joined by the host with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben Eller. And me, Hollywood Steve. And we're going to be talking about Predator 2 here on the show. Now, in the original Action August, we did this one, and we had we had that dang old Andy Wood on the show, didn't we? That's right, we did, yeah. Um, uh, Andy Wood was on, he's been on a couple episodes, right? He was on Cup Predator three. and uh, Terminator 2, I believe, right? I think that's right. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, right, he yeah. was, man. He's a recurring guest on the show. That was the first episode we recorded in the new studio. First time I'd ever used my new studio. Oh, yeah. the memories. Oh, the good times. We drank beer really <laughs> early in the morning. That was fun. <laughs> early morning beers are fun. Um, unless you actually have stuff to do <laughs> yeah, that day. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Yeah, I usually reserve them for like an airport. An airport beer doesn't count ever, right? No, yeah. Any alcohol you consume at the airport or on the airplane just instantly leaves your body the second you need to do anything. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Yeah. It's science. Yeah. It's science. We all yeah. know that. Yeah, exactly. And we're pro-science, so we're pro-drinking as right. much as you can so you while go. being around planes. <laughs> Unless you're a pilot. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Though, I mean, hey, it worked out in, in uh, that uh, the Washington movie. So. That's true. He landed that dang old plane, didn't he? Yep, so maybe, maybe it's just fine. Drink up. I don't know. <laughs> Why not? Fuck it. Go Wait. for it. Yeah. 
Uh, if you guys want to get straight on to the Predator 2 review, if you're just like, man, should I watch it or not, then there's a timestamp for you in the <laughs> podcast description. But before we get there, we're going to shoot the shit. We're going to slam a co-beer, talk about what we've been watching this week. We're going to do some uh, some Predator ranking in the preview palace and stuff. we got all kinds of good things to get through here before we get to the movie. So stick around with your boys. Have yourself a good old time. Dude, I've had a fucking busy week. I don't know about you, but I have just been... Yeah non-stop slammed i've been working actually with andy wood on his uh his new oh, yeah. upcoming record we've been in the studio all week and we're going to be in the studio all this week too working on some stuff dude i'm telling you man it's another you know original instrumental album a feast of notes uh a guitar mageddon extravaganza if you will guitar but we've also got Mageddon. yeah that's right that's right but we've also got a couple other little little surprises, a couple little uh, tribute songs on here that are working out to be oh, cool. pure magic, man, that are going to be some bonus tunes and stuff that I'm really excited to share with you guys. So it's been great, man. Like, it's uh, it's exhausting. Like, we worked... I bet. We worked eight hours yesterday, nonstop, straight. Neither of us even realized, like, oh, shit, how long have we been at this? Like... Whenever yeah. Andy and I work together, we both just really get in the zone and just don't stop. And uh, so I got yeah. home and I was like, wait, I left this morning and it's like 8 p.m. now and I'm starving because I haven't eaten anything other than two scrambled eggs this morning. <laughs> it's exhausting, man. So it's it's yeah. been hectic, but I'm very excited about it. I'm very angry at my computer right now because my computer just decided to be a big 10-year-old piece of shit. Can you believe that? A 10-year-old <laughs> computer not working good? What's the world coming to? Crazy. Listen, Steve, it ain't just people don't want to work no more. It's computers, too. Hmm? <laughs> computers don't even want to work no more. They got them handouts I, I, from Matt Biden, and they just got lazy. Is that right? Yeah, I remember he gave he gave every computer two thousand uh, mm-hmm. dollars, but you had you had to do some math for it to equal out to two thousand dollars. But mine just spent it all on computer it chips. It's just been relaxing and chewing on them computer chips all year long, being lazy. <laughs> What's it coming to? I like, I like the idea that to a computer. Chips are like potato chips to us. Yeah. And so the computer <laughs> sits around eating computer chips and Chomps I guess them. gaining weight because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with it. Getting lazy, man. So I'm uh-huh. going to have to do some upgrading of some studio components and stuff. I'm actually recording uh, this episode on my Tascam x8 which is a little portable recording device that i got mm-hmm. from sweetwater it works right really really you're great. a robot i got it no i understand you're a robot. i Just am not. a robot it's true <laughs> it is known uh but yeah it has been freaking hectic man how's your week been uh less hectic a uh, little little more unhectical i would oh. say mm-hmm. okay unhectical i like that yeah, <laughs> unhectified. Um, yeah, no, I, I've 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 been uh, kind of chillaxing. I have uh, ceased going to the gymnasium. Oh yeah, um, for fear of monkeypox. So I, I started uh, working out uh, at home again. People and don't been... even want to work out no more. Neither. <laughs> well, I, I I forgot how fucking much that body weight and band exercises can kick your ass oh yeah and yeah uh, yeah i'm loving it i'm loving it so i, I kind of it kind of 
you know, I was uh, I, I had been in physical therapy for a while and out of the gym for a while. And when I got back in the gym, I just wasn't feeling it. And then, you know, I decided, like, I don't want to, you know, go lay on a bench where somebody is sweated, potentially with the monkey pock. Look out. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I'll just work out at home. I got all the stuff. And I started uh, kind of translating the workouts I'd been doing into, like, band workouts and bodyweight workouts. And... Man, it kind of rejuvenated my 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 love for it. It was great, and hmm. so I'm really getting into that. Um, and uh, other than that, though, I, I've been pretty relaxed all week. I've been watching stuff like left and right, doing all the things, hanging out with the people on the screaming chat and whatnot. We watched, uh, we call it pinata survival island at there, your, you uh, there you go there you go your uh, uh recommendation from a couple episodes ago so um, you loved it it was boy it was real terrible but you know it was fun <laughs> terrible we we, had, we all had fun with it honestly it's, it's been so long since i watched it uh we used to watch it in college and stuff we just have these little shitty movie get togethers and we uh-huh. watched it a bunch then but like it has been so long since i've seen it i remember there's a feller <laughs> in there what gets all his bait and tackle ripped off don't he <laughs> I don't remember honestly. I wasn't paying that much attention. Well, he does. He I missed don't the pay best part. Very much attention on Friday nights, but no wonder you I, didn't love it. You ain't even paying no attention, Steve. I, I, you know, I, I assume that did happen. Probably. I know uh, what's her name. Jamie Presley was in there, and I was, I was like, oh, okay. Jamie Presley's in this. Um, what That's usually what I that? say when Jamie Presley's in a movie. That's usually my exact. Oh, sentiment. okay. Yeah. Jamie Presley's in this. Oh, okay. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're not mad about it. You're just like, oh, okay. And it is. It's always true, so I can always yeah, say it, yeah. and it makes yeah. sense when she's in a movie. Yeah, it's true. I the the thing that really uh, irritated me, and I think it probably irritates everyone who watches it, it that they keep referring to this clay figurine as a pinata. <laughs> They kind of and do. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I, to me, it, it felt like the writer had done like a research paper for like some, you know, uh, uh, Central American history class or whatever, and they they had discovered that a pinata originally was a clay figure, and he put it into the script. And like everybody's like, hey, why do we keep calling this clay figure a pinata? And he's like, well, actually, um, previous to the 15th century, like, <laughs> why the fuck are you? Re- we all know what a pinata is, <laughs> and that's not what this is. No, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> why is it not Dora the Explorer or something like that yeah. would make more sense? Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of wish I would love if somebody remade Pinata Survival Island with a Door of the Explorer Pinata. That would be that pretty would be sick. Great. That would mm-hmm. be really yeah. right. Dude, uh, years yeah. ago on my birthday, podcast listener uh, Krista Reed made uh-huh. me a pinata of like my favorite fucking uh, Tekken character. And that was rad. Like, I couldn't smash it because it was yeah, so freaking awesome. Too cool. Yeah. That's awesome. That was pretty dope. That'd be a pretty good movie, yeah. I think. That thing come to life, kick your damn ass. <laughs> That's what he'd do. Yes. I ain't full of candy. I'm movie. full of piss and vinegar. It's what I am. <laughs> that would be terrible if a pinata full of piss and vinegar exploded. <laughs> yeah, that would that would definitely <laughs> spoil the party. Yeah, that is no fiesta, <laughs> sir. No. 
Uh, the Joe Ag watch along, Jack of All Graves, uh, had their monthly watch along on Saturday, and we watched a movie called The Sand. The Sand has a cool premise, I think, and c- could have been a good movie. It isn't, but um, there there was a potential there, like before they ever started making the movie, not like in the movie itself, but uh, the the idea is is, is cool. Hmm. But it, re- it really was just like, ugh. I, I feel like I've seen the poster this. for this. Is, uh, is there like Probably. a skeleton in some sand or something? I don't think so. I think it was a uh, like a, a lady in a swimsuit being pulled into the sand. Okay, maybe it's not what I'm thinking of yeah. then. All right. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, it just had the, the character types where they're all annoying and they all make the stupidest possible decision. Tight. Which is like... You know, if you're if you're watching like a slasher or something, maybe that's fine with you. But watching this, it was like, well, the, I don't really have anyone to hold on to because the the creature is a some sort of sand creature that uses little cilia that come up out of the sand to grab and eat things. Hmm. Like I, I I don't I'm not connecting to it, and I'm not connecting to any of the characters. So I'm spending an hour and a half watching people I hate die, and it's like, eh, whatever. uh and then on sunday we watched a movie called hard rock zombies which honestly uh was just a a little too long i would say and and had poor editing but uh and also uh hitler's in it that was (laughs) oh made an appearance all right okay all right yeah yeah uh, and yeah but it also seems like rob zombie definitely saw hard rock zombies a lot uh because it it's got some stuff in there that he he's definitely used including a little person in a nazi uniform uh and the you know the how he has those scenes i don't know it's in house of a thousand corpses or devil's rejects but i feel like it's devil's rejects where it'll just like cut to uh, baby doll just dancing in the desert with a knife. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think he does that, that in. Um, gosh, what was that one movie he put his wife in, and that happened? <laughs> um, which one well, was de- that? I think he definitely got it from Hard Rock Zombies because Hard Rock Zombies does that, but it's more charming because I actually like. Th- there is a killer chick in it who dances like all the time. And it's cool. I don't know why it was just like no. She she's she's really cute. Her dancing looks fun, uh, and also she uh, uh, you know murders a bunch of dudes. So uh, th- there were great elements to Hard Rock Zombies, but it also was just fucking too long, and the editing was horrendous at times. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? Hmm. Do you think this is also maybe where he got the idea to be like, hmm, Hard Rock Zombies? What if I was a zombie in name and did hard rock? Do you think that's where he got the idea from? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. I think that's probably it. Because, I mean, there is a band in this. So Uh maybe watching it, he was inspired to start a band. And they are zombies, this band. So, And, you know, maybe he was like, well, I'm a white guy. So I'd be a white zombie. Makes sense. Total sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about a soft rock zombie? I wonder what that would be like, you know? You know, th- honestly, this was soft rock zombies except for one song. Like, it, uh, we, we were referring to them as Zombie Journey. They they really weren't hard rock at all. Come um, on. 
Except for the final song was like badass. So <laughs> that's worth hearing at least. But yeah, the rest of it was just like, no, what? This is not hard rock. I'm imagining a soft rock zombie as being like, you know, a, a zombified Michael McDonald. And he's like walking around. He's like, <laughs> brains, brains, I want some brains. You know, just kind of crooning at you with that soulful, sultry voice he's got. Brains. <laughs> I bet he'd get so many brains, too, that people are like, all right, Michael McDonald, you can have them. Uh, Yeah, I I think, like, uh, it has the same plot as uh, Black Black Roses, right? Where it's, like, a town trying to stop some kids from playing metal because it'll bring Satan. Uh, But in this case, it brings zombies. Well, it doesn't. Listen. Don't worry it's about it too much. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it too much. Maybe watch it sometime. It's on Shutter. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, but speaking of good movies that I've watched this week, uh, I watched uh, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Ah, it's a fucking great movie. Always a good time. We watched yeah. that again, I want to say maybe about a month or so ago, and it's like, you know what? You're just going to have a fun fucking time. That should be the slogan for the movie. You're going to have a fun fucking time. Yeah, the first time I saw it, it wasn't overly impressed by it but i think maybe i was just in a sour mood because watching it the second time i was like oh no this is really funny i also watched another movie aimed at kids that uh well i don't know if it's aimed at kids hmm chippendale's rescue rangers the, the new, new one, one. on yeah. disney plus yeah i i guess the entire time watching it, it's like well clearly this is aimed at people who watch rescue rangers but not really because people who watch Rescue Rangers would probably prefer a Rescue Rangers movie, which this isn't. True. But then it's yeah. not aimed at kids. It's clearly aimed at adults. But then it's also aimed at kids. But okay, I don't you know, know what? which yeah. kid would like watch it and get it. That is I, kind very, of confusing when you put it that way. And you're yeah. not you're not wrong about it. Like I had fun with it yeah. and I enjoyed it. But you're right. It's like if it was meant for people who enjoyed it. While they were kids, it does still have an awful kid movie uh, kind of feel right. to it. That it's like, okay, so this isn't really for the mid late thirty people like us. Hmm. Well, Good and point. also, I think what people loved about that that Disney afternoon block, like what kids loved about it, and what is is still rewatchable now, is that the chippendale rescue rangers uh uh uh, uh ducktales uh darkwing duck and and tailspin oh yeah they were oh, all yeah. serialized shows that kind of they treated kids as smarter than this movie did like they let kids watch an adventure that had stakes mm-hmm. and from time to time would be a little more serious and and a little darker uh and this movie was just like Hey, guess what? We got Randy Marsh from South Park to be sitting in a sauna. Um, and here's like <laughs> 500 other cartoon characters. There they are. Yeah. You see them? That's the joke. These are the jokes in the movie. The movie's jokes are this is this thing. Wreck-It Ralph did a lot of that too. Were you okay with he it in that context? He did do a lot of that. But it also... It also put like the animation style of the the other cartoon characters was changed to fit wreck it ralph yeah whereas in this they were too lazy to do that mm. in this they just used the animation style so they probably just used assets they probably were just like hey you got like a 
couple seconds of Randy Marsh on a loop sitting. Okay, thanks. We'll put that in. <laughs> we'll use that. Because we're fucking lazy. This is lazy. <laughs> so it sounds like not so much of a fan is what you're saying. I, no, I, I I don't think it was a, a, a terrible movie. I mean, the, the choices are just... To me, it was all just like, this is made as cheap as possible with as little thought as possible. Uh, and the choice to not use voice acting, I just hate it. The, there nobody's doing a voice. It's John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. Like, they're just being John Mulaney and Andy Samberg. I, I, I hate this trend. I mean, we're going to get it with Chris Pratt and fucking Mario, Mario. where he's yeah. just going to be Chris Pratt being Mario. It's going to suck. Like it's stupid. Yeah, I, you know it is kind of funny. Like I, I miss the the age of like voice talent from cartoons and stuff yeah. when we were a kid. Where it's like you've heard that one guy's voice in a million things. I could not pick him out of a crowd. I don't know who he is. He right. blends into the character. Yes. Like there's so many of those voice actors and stuff back in the day that you're like, oh yeah, that one person was like 27 different characters from your childhood, and you'd never know because right. they were just absolute chameleons. And now it's like the draw is yeah, oh it's Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> right. I think, you know, uh, an argument can be made for some people uh, obviously having unique voices, and therefore it works, because uh, that's always been true, too, of animation. Sure. Is that there are famous people who just have unique voices who are then used as uh, vocal artists as well. Uh, but yeah, when it's some, again, like Chris Pratt, it's just boring. I think maybe there is an argument for John Mulaney and Andy Samberg, both, because Andy Samberg is like, uh, well known by kids from the Hotel Transylvania movies and stuff. So like, mm. and he's also in Cloudy with Chance of Cloudy, Meatballs. Like yeah. he's done, yeah, he's done voices and he has a kind of silly voice. Same with John Mulaney, he has a, 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 a weird, unique sort of way of speaking and stuff, but yeah, it is it is kind of boring when it's just you know I like who did they have playing uh, Zipper? Fuck, Was I can't that... remember. Yeah, but it's like do a yeah, voice anyway. is what you're saying. Don't just be yourself. Do something for the character. Right. Is what you're yeah. after. Yeah, I, w- I want someone actually putting in some effort. Right? That's fair. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also watched two other great movies that are animated and are horror related. Uh, you Are Not My Mother is an Irish um, horror uh, based on Irish folklore, fey folk type of thing. Okay. Um, dark, scary moments for sure. Um, real good. I liked it a lot. Nice. Uh, what, uh, don't like, say what genre, subgenre of horror would you put it in? Ooh, um, yeah, I don't want to say there's a word okay. that is coming to my mind that I don't want to say because it, it, it's a reveal. So okay, I, right. I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But I would say like, I, I think, I, you know, it's got it's, it is uh, maybe emotional horror type of thing where you're dealing with a uh, mother daughter dynamic where the mother is seemingly going through some very rough mental illness. Hmm. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, watch it and figure out what all's going on there. I it's, tend to like those those kind of movies where, like, if you say yeah. the genre, you kind of spoil it. Where, like, oh, it's a surprise right, yeah. witch movie. Like, I love that kind of shit personally. So this right. sounds like something I'd probably get into. Yes, that's uh, exactly why I don't want to reveal too much because okay. I think you will you will get into it. So Sick. check it out. That's on uh, Hulu, I think. Um, and then I also watched a movie called Hatching, which 
uh, is a Finnish horror movie. And man, again, I don't want to say too much, but fucking great. It was, uh, it had very scary shit, very gross shit. Yeah. Um, also, like, just, uh, you know, some relevant stuff. Hmm. Uh, I, I guess I could say this without uh, spoiling anything. Some sort of like, you know, uh, mommy blogger, uh, YouTube family type of thing okay. going on. All right. Uh, but that, you know, there, there's, it, I think, it, I think thematically it would have to do with puberty maybe, uh, but also with, uh, dealing with, uh, maybe a, a parent who expects too much of you and how that can change you and things like that. But I, hmm. I, I don't want to say too much. Because the reveal of the monster you're going to be seeing the whole time is insane. Yeah, Kate and Lindsay watched it, and they were just like, yeah, you have to watch this movie. I I watched a trailer Mm -hmm. for it, and it looked pretty bonkers. It looked like this is going to be like, okay, I don't really know what the fuck is going on here, but I know it's going to be really, really weird. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I highly recommend watching it. It is fucking great. Like Sick. And some awesome performances, especially the the mom. The I uh, didn't write her name down. It was very Finnish. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the mom does a great job. Um, yeah, I, I also uh, attended a, an author event uh, hosted by Gibson's Bookstore on a, on a Zoom with. Nina Nesseth, who wrote a book called Nightmare Fuel, The Science of Horror Films. Oh. Now, I haven't read the book yet. I ordered it from uh, Gibson's Bookstore. Gibson's Bookstore. Support support uh, independent booksellers, please. Oh, yes. Um, the, the event, though, was great. Uh, she is awesome. Really had a lot of interesting perspective on how we process fear and, like... You know how how we react to horror movies and what makes us sort of react the way we do. Um, I'm excited to read the book. It just got here last night, along with a handwritten note from Ryan of uh, of Gibson's Bookstore, who is a listener. Um, again, not going to get that from Jeff Bezos. Hell so no. Just check out those independent booksellers uh, doesn't our friend uh, Krista isn't she involved with uh, what's it called imaginary bookshop work that's right the imaginary like bookshop man mm-hmm. yes it. indeed another another as you said independent bookseller I love I love bookstores I love going into yeah. independent bookshops and stuff and seeing whatever people yeah. put out like oh yeah this is you know uh, staff picks and shit like that. Like I, yeah, I always yeah. really, really do enjoy that very much. So it bums me out to yeah. see that so many of these are having to close up their doors and shit. So yeah, I'm with you, man. Support them, independence. And that's been my week. Uh, so I, I've clearly been entertained at the very least. Woo! Dying, man. Sounds like <laughs> it. Sounds like it. Yeah. What have you been up to? Well, I'll tell you what. I think before I can tell you about what I've been doing. I need to wet my whistle. My whistle's gone oh, yeah? plumb dry on me, man. What's Ooh, going on here? You don't want to blow a dry whistle. Man, whistles don't even want to wet no more. You know how it is. <laughs> Keep them Biden dry, they sent say. Them them checks. Mm-hmm. Every whistle got a $1,600 check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biden, <laughs> more like drying them. Am I right? Huh? <laughs> drying them. You know? Yep. 
That's what they call them. I'll I need me a co-beer here. I've got myself a big old pint can of Paper Crowns, which is a beer from Zool Beer Company here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah. This is their IPA with Citra and Citra Cryo. What do they do? They freeze in these here hops like they tried to freeze out a Predator or two. Is that what they did? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. They were trying, trying to, to they, they must have gotten those hops from another planet. The only way to deal with something from another planet freeze shit out of it yeah that's the idea i'm pretty sure this thing yeah. smells gooder than hell maybe even better than hell <laughs> i got me one of them uh what you call spicy waters got a little seltzer water zero calories caffeine free one of my fave drinks straight Ooh. out of k roger hey man i'll take your calories all kinds all up and down. I got a beer full of calories right here, and it's full of a good old flavor, too. Good Lord, man. Yeah, I had the uh, the Rhymes Like Dimes on the show last week by yeah, Zool. last week. Mm-hmm. And it's excellent. This is like a slightly juicier, slightly sweeter cousin to that. It still has kind of a funky backbone to it, but it's got more of kind of a, a pineapple kind of overtone to it. Dude, mm-hmm. this is good. What's the ABV on this thing? Is it going to get me drunk? Am I going to get to be a drunk man? I sure <laughs> am I gonna get to be a drunk man is the, the next time I am at a bar I'm gonna ask that to the bartender am I gonna get to be a drunk man <laughs> and he's gonna say bucko I believe in you you I can do this in- you got this king <laughs> get to be a drunk Thanks. man yeah I 6.8 6.8% so I don't know I've not had too much to eat today and I did work out some earlier so maybe I get to be a drunk man at least a slightly buzzed man. It's a pint. That's nice. Yeah, beer is good as hell, man. You know, I've only watched a couple two tree things this week because it has just been so freaking hectic, man. We uh we watched that movie Spontaneous the other day uh, over a brunch, okay. over a relaxing Sunday brunch. What's and, this uh, movie, dude? This is one that uh, our, our our departed friend Brandon Suttles told me to watch. Mm. And I never got around to it. I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, I guess this looks kind of okay, but it didn't really interest me, because it's about uh, high schoolers what spontaneously be exploding. They're just in school, and then, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're in class, and then, you know, the next second, they're just exploding. Okay. I'm interested already. Dude, it is really freaking good. It is extremely freaking good. I think that you would you would like it a lot. It's based on a book... And I'm trying to remember, Kate read some details about it. The novel pushed by Sapphire? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I, I would like to read the book now. It definitely seems like something that I would have read as a, as a youth and really, really enjoyed. I think it's got a lot of commentary about... I don't know, man, and I don't know how much of this is intentional or not, but I feel like it has a lot of commentary about like uh, the pandemic... And what it was like to mm-hmm. live through that as a high schooler. But it's like you could also watch this and be like, oh, it's about like teen suicide. Or you could oh. watch this and be like, oh, it's like kind of like about surviving any horrific incident in a school, whether that be a shooting mm. or whatever. Like, okay. You right. can kind of watch it through a lot of different lenses and it'll probably probably get bad to some people, honestly, uh, for those oh, reasons, okay. you know. But dude, gotcha. I, I, I thought that it was really well done, very well acted. Had some fun stuff. Had some very real stuff in it. I definitely recommend it. Okay. Give it a watch. Give that thing a watch, man. I watched that thing on YouTube, what keeps popping up in my feeds the, uh, the other night there, man, where that feller 
goes around to every rainforest cafe in the country and eats what? it. What? Yeah. Every rainforest cafe. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, probably because it just gets random people to watch it like myself. It had just been like popping up forever. And they was like, here, this is for you. Oh. And I'd be like, no, it's not. It just kept putting it in front no, of me. So I did you're it. mistaken. Yep. This guy <laughs> and worked. his buddy got in a truck and they went around to all. It's like, it's actually a shockingly low number. I want to say there's only like 18 of them now. Yeah, sounds fair. Yeah, that sounds fair. They went all around the country and I think to Canada for one or two of them and ate at every single one of them. I can tell you, it doesn't make me want to go to Rainforest Cafe, but it was a pretty fun watch. Okay. Does it have like one of those uh, endings where you've been watching this documentary the whole time and then like suddenly it gets super emotional for some reason? No, he like, kind of like I, he he plays really it in such a that. way that whenever it gets to the very end, he's like, you know, at the end of the day, what I learned was, and then he's like, oh yeah, no, 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 I never want to set foot in a rainforest cafe again. That's fucking terrible. This is a dumb idea. <laughs> like, oh, good. okay, good. good, a good watch, no, no, no. a good watch overall. I man. do kind of want a grown man breaking down crying about rainforest cafe. <laughs> 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 so that was fun. Uh, we watched a documentary last night, too, man, for old Monday around here. It is called Struggle, The Life and Lost Art of Shukalski. Oh, okay. Now, I think we watched this on the old Netflix there, and uh, I was just kind of scrolling through and found this thing. I was kind of initially wanting to watch, like, a music documentary. Like, there's that ZZ Top okay. one that I've heard is mm-hmm. really good. There's one now about, like, um, uh, like Native Americans and the music world and stuff. I was wanting to watch that. But, like, after spending eight hours in the studio yesterday, I was like, no music. I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> None. None. No music to be discussed. So I came across this thing, man, and it's about this Polish artist that... I had never heard of, man, and it seems like the history books have kind of forgotten about him. Uh, guy is an absolute fucking lunatic. Absolute lunatic. Um, okay. let, me, let me read where how to spell his last name. S-Z-U-K-A-L-S-K-I. Shukalski. And uh, this guy is a sculptor. He was born in the late 1800s. Uh, in Poland, okay. lived through the war and stuff over there, and then moved to the United States, uh, kind of in the 1930s. He kind of like went back and forth to Europe and the States kind of at the time of the outbreak of the war. But dude, this guy's work is mind-blowingly sick. Holy shit. They interview all okay. kinds of artists and stuff on there. They interview like Adam Jones from Tool, you know, who's a big special effects guy. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, this guy's a huge mm-hmm. influence on me. His, You know, I got his book and it blew my mind and shit. Uh, really fascinating, really, really well done. That guy is just a, a complete lunatic, dude. Absolutely a a unique (laughs) person, a very, very unique person, man. Uh, got into some questionable stuff. It seems like he regretted that later in life where kind of at the outbreak of the war, he kind of got drug into some anti-Semitism and stuff. And then later on was like, I was really wrong and like made some work to commemorate, uh, you know, the, the Jewish people that lost their lives during the Holocaust and all that. Okay. But he's he's such a lunatic that I just don't know. I'm like, I have no idea if you're being sincere or not ever because you are a maniac. <laughs> it's okay. it's fascinating, dude. The guy really has some uh, some interesting, very fucking far out things to say and some amazing work. So I would highly recommend it. It's like an hour, 45 minutes. I was like gripped the entire time. It's really fucking okay. cool. Where's it streaming? 
I think that was on the Netflix. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong okay. about that, it's but I want to say gotcha. it was on a Netflix. One singular Netflix. Singular Netflix, you, uh, dude. You mentioned a uh, ZZ Top documentary. Is that yeah. called How 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 How? That's the one. Uh huh. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I'd like to watch good. that. I've heard that's really fucking good. Best little band in Texas, I think is what that's called. I'd like to check that out. Oh, all right. All right. That's about well, it for cool. me, dude. I've just been mashing rope and smoking dope all week, and that's about it. Hell yeah. That's Busy. a that sounds like a fine time. It's it's been something. It's been exhausting. I'll tell you that, man. But you know, that's how it goes. That's just how it goes. And dude, I'll tell you what. Sometimes you goes into that preview palace before you review a movie. Welcome. To the preview palace. That's where we're going right now. We're going daggone straight in, up in that preview palace. We're getting down in there amongst them over here in the preview palace. Because yep. you also watched a couple, two, three, five, uh, I don't know how many there are, things this week. You watched through, I think, about all them Predator movies, didn't you? About. Um, I, I, um, I, of course, rewatched the original. Uh, still fucking classic the best uh and yeah then uh, i i went to the avp franchise um uh and then skipped requiem because i wanted to keep enjoying the movies uh <laughs> and watched predators uh and then uh went back to to requiem and I'm, I'm about 25 minutes into that i'm trying to finish them all before prey comes out on friday which we did not think about when we scheduled this episode. Sure, we did. Uh, We're podcast we- masterminds. It was absolutely <laughs> planned. We didn't just wish we walk had. into that one. I know, right? Yeah. yeah, I'd at least like to be able to brag and be like, this is why we're doing this right. in commemoration yeah. of Prey coming out. No, it's just complete fucking dumb luck by a couple dumb of luck, yeah. dumb idiots. So, like yeah, us, now I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm trying to finish Requiem and then on to The Predator. Uh which made me start to rank my uh, the Predator movies, um, and I think I have a pretty clear ranking, and okay. might as well go through them. Well, I'll tell you this, Steve. It has been a month of Sundays since I watched any of the other Predators. I mean, the original oh, really? is, is one of the fucking greatest movies ever made, and that's a yeah, regular watch absolutely. all the time. It's always yep. the right mm-hmm. time to watch fucking Predator um predator 2 dude i don't think i had seen this until well i don't think i'd seen this since the first time that i watched it which is to say fucking years ago i want to say maybe Mm -hmm. we watched this at brandon you know in college or something it's been a really Uh long time since i've seen this so i think it's only the second time i've seen predator 2 and the other ones like i remember watching avp and requiem and a couple of those other ones i honestly don't remember much about them and it's been so long and i've only seen them once but you know i've been kind of thinking maybe i were to to start re-watching them they're prey daters so well, maybe you can I, give me some recommendations yeah. maybe you tell me which ones i need to watch and which ones i need yeah. to skip and why why well i mean i think i'll start with uh the 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 worst okay uh, let's start the with predator. the worst the predator the now predator. i i yeah. did not watch this one i know that it was pretty universally hated by uh, i think everyone who has eyes and ears it yeah. uh i i yep. know that the plot revolves something around like an autistic kid being like the ultimate evolved human yeah. and the predator wants that or something it seems really like not like a cool story 
Yeah, not a cool story at all. It 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 basically presents superhero autism, and yeah, it's it's very much um, it's it's insulting to, to people with autism for sure. I was kind of assuming that it would be. Yeah. Beyond that, it's just not very good as a movie. Like the the, it's hard to care. It's hard to get connected. It's hard to ever really care about any of the people. And then the one cool thing that they have, which is uh, presenting the main guy with, you know, some predator armor at the end. It's like, you should have done this earlier. Like, mm. if you had shown us guy in predator armor versus your super predator, which was like some insanely large predator they had for some reason. If you give me that, that's more interesting. That's cool. But yeah. Yeah, instead they were setting up for a sequel, and it's like, oh, no, you're not Yeah, too late, don't care. <laughs> yeah. I don't think uh, I know anybody that liked it, man. No, and, and I think it is it is clearly the worst one. It, it, I think I kind of argued with myself a little bit with whether that or Requiem was the worst, and then I started watching Requiem, and I was like, Oh right, this is actually better than the Predator by a, uh, a, a country mile. And so is it's that not like even good. second least good? Is that how you'd rank that yeah. one? Yes, yeah. What's, and what's it's, it about? I don't remember anything about it. Well, it follows up on um, Alien versus Predator. The end of Alien versus Predator is the um, the main Predator uh, who had been fighting the aliens with our our, our protagonist. Um, they they end up fighting an alien queen and and he gets killed and then you know his hunting party come and, and take him uh, and then it it shows us a, a shot of his dead body and the earth out out in the distance and then a alien like pops up out of his his chest hmm. uh, and so the beginning of uh, requiem is that and then the repercussions of that which is that all of the predators in this ship get killed and then it crashes. And then we got these alien predator hybrid things and then another predator hunting them. So now that you've told me that, I don't know that I've ever watched this one. Actually, when did this come out? <laughs> okay. Uh, it came out, I think 2010 ish. I, I, I can't remember. It's um, not ringing it's any real, bells. Yeah. It's real dark, uh, both visually and thematically. Um, I, I didn't really love it at all, but it's so much better than the Predator. Like, <laughs> the Predator is just bad. It's just Word. not fun to watch, and I'm I'm not excited to rewatch it before Prey, though I'm going to. I um, hope Prey's good. I, then. Damn, the trailer really looks pretty cool. Good. Yeah, I know. If anybody anybody listening, uh, Jack of All Graves is doing a watch along on Friday afternoon of prey so if you want to watch it with some other people and have live reactions with other people uh that'll be at, at three o'clock eastern time uh on their discord so it, it's gonna be a fun time i'm gonna be there it i'm, I'm excited to watch it with some other people so Tight. i just i just want to not get because i'll easily fall into pessimism in watching a new movie unless there's other people there to be like that was cool or whatever mm -hmm. um so yeah, I, I'm excited for Prey. But okay, so yeah, Alien Requiem, Alien vs Predator Requiem, not good. Uh, after that, I, I really, I do struggle between Alien vs Predator and Predator Two 
because I think they both have really good things to them, and yeah. I don't hate either one. Uh, I don't think either one is a bad movie, um, but I think Predator 2 is probably next on my list here, and okay. we'll talk about a lot more why, you know, what what the weaknesses are for Predator 2, but I, I think in watching it... And then Alien versus Predator back to back. I had more fun with Alien versus Predator. Word. Um, though it has a million things I hate. <laughs> like I remember liking CGI. it. Okay, Everything yeah. is CGI, basically. Uh, yeah, that is yeah. definitely a fucking problem, man. Yeah, it, it's so stupid with these movies, you know, that were made. Uh, in that time period where everything was practical effects and costumes and really amazing yeah. shit, then they were like, I bet if we do it with CG, nobody will care or notice, right? Like, come the <laughs> fuck like, on. Are you serious? It looks terrible, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I would honestly say, like, for the time, I bet it looked uh, pretty good. Uh, just watching now, there are moments that are really annoying to me. Uh, but, again, it's... It was a, it's fun and and I think that like you know uh, once it gets down to the main character and the main uh, predator fighting off aliens is when it just it's at its best for sure. I mean, it might uh, look good for the time, but does it look as good as fucking aliens or the original no, predator? Yeah, it's like not so even why kind of. why did you even bother not doing it with CG? Of. Yeah, I know I agree. It the CG just ugh. uh. My next one, next number two, I guess, on the list here, Predators, which rewatching it, I was like, holy shit, this is fun. What a fun movie. It, it goes I need to back watch to the jungle, yeah. which I think is kind of the proper setting for Predator hunting, right? Like, I, I think, I do like that they brought it into the city for two and whatnot, but I, I feel like when, when you have the Predators in the jungle, it just feels the most like authentic to me and the most scary mm-hmm. uh so yeah you got adrian brody you got uh what uh uh, uh, uh danny trejo oh Mark's yeah in there topher grace um good cast uh, a lot of you know kind of character types i would say they're not super deep really which is fine because that's also true of the original predator uh they they do still have a, a good scene where they're just all firing guns into the the jungle that's all right. great love that yep now is it the uh, one that's you, in it's it's like a mayan or aztec kind of thing no that's that's alien versus predator oh okay, which shit. is right. really cool yeah it has that like backstory about how the predators taught to taught civilizations to build pyramids and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the pyramids to breed aliens That's yeah, cool. so to hunt yeah yeah cool stuff um but yeah no predators uh is i, I mean it, it's it's not an amazing movie and it does feel like it drags near the end but it, it's fun i had a lot of fun with it uh and the number one is obvious Right? Obviously, Predator. yeah, Predator, dude. It's the original. It's the best. It's never a wrong time to watch that movie, dude. I mean, we nope. we gushed about it whenever we reviewed it on the show, yep. and it's like, well, that's that's because it's damn near perfect. Like the the pacing of that yeah. movie, the characters, yeah. the shots, the memorable moments, the gore, the suspense, dude. Yeah. It's what 
what could make that movie better? Like, I honestly don't think anything <laughs> could make it better. And it's like, I, I know I that probably under today's lens and stuff you watch it and you're like okay it's just a bunch of like macho hunks it's super testosterone yes it is that um Mm -hmm. and it is yeah absolutely so but at the same time i feel like that group of dudes has each other's back and it's not like a super toxic shitty kind of portrayal of masculinity yeah maybe not terrible i i think honestly though uh, it kind of typifies um 80s action movies for me where it's like yeah that's yes that's what those movies were <laughs> like, Fuck yeah, were dude! big greased up muscle dudes with guns just firing guns all the time guns like blowing shit up i i know that uh yeah there, there's a lot to critique there but that aesthetic is is something that uh is very much the 80s uh and and i think it the thing that um we got out of predator originally beyond just that was it was people people you know i i wasn't old enough to have this mindset but people were going into this thinking they're getting a arnold schwarzenegger action movie yeah about soldiers in a jungle and then what they end up getting is an action movie with horror elements horror mm-hmm. sci-fi elements uh, that is way different than what was expected. Now, oh, yeah. I saw it as a kid. There's a million levels of nostalgia that where I just can't even possibly critique it uh, objectively. That's just impossible. But I, I do think like it, it typifies the 80s action movie, and if you like the 80s action movie, there's no reason why Predator is not one of your faves. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> no, pinnacle of the genre, in my opinion. Like I, I don't really think there's much you could do to make that movie any better it, it's so rewatchable no. it's so fun it's just so iconic in so many ways yeah it's yeah, a 10 I love it. easy 10 dude yep so that is that's it that's the definitive predator ranking until i see prey and then figure out where it goes on the list where it fits in i there, really huh? hope it's gonna be good man i dude, really hope so i hope so and i hope it also opens up the the option to explore predator through different eras of time uh we we've talked on the show before about how yeah, sick it would be to that. see like a fucking you know samurai predator movie holy shit yeah, that would be awesome would be. man it would be awesome yeah a viking There's, warrior I mean, predator movie sign me the fuck the, up one of the predators that we see from the hunting party has like uh part of a uh u.s korean war soldiers uniform as really as armor yeah and it's like what's that backstory like what? What happened there? That's interesting. I mean, that's what prey is. In case you don't know, uh, the it is the backstory of that seventeen eighteen flintlock pistol that he's given at the end, dude. That's which sick. Uh, was a. I, I don't know if they're going to follow the comic exactly, uh, but they they made a comic in in ninety six that was meant to explain like where that uh, came from. So mm. I'm, I'm interested in what it's possibly going to be, but. I know that story is about a, a a pirate captain like holding off a mutiny, and from what I saw of the preview of Prey, I don't know if that no, fits. I don't think that's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be a little bit different, but it'll still be cool to to learn that backstory. Yeah, yeah. Well, let us know your definitive Predator ratings over on our Facebook page. Uh, come hang out with us there on our group. There's always some good chats and stuff going on. Uh, definitely a a better reason to use that 
abominable fucking websites and scrolling through <laughs> and reading political opinions for and shit sure. like that for sure. So oh. hang out with us. Let us know about your ratings of the Predator movies. Sounds like I got some homework to do, dude. Yeah, I think so. I think honestly, like rewatching the Predator movies was just like this is actually a solid franchise. Like, not a ton of of bad. I mean, honestly, how does it stack like, up to the Hellraiser franchise, though? But it beats the shit out of the Hellraiser <laughs> franchise. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Honestly, is like even at its absolute worst, is anything in here like you know, like Halloween Five bad? No, I don't think so. I don't, and and like. You know, obviously there are people who love Halloween four and five and stuff, but like it's it's not our uh, cup of tea. And I even watching Requiem, like watching it again, I was like, you know, the first time I may have been too harsh on this. It's actually not that bad. Uh, I don't think that'll happen with the Predator. The Predator is is just terrible. Word. Uh, but other than that, all the others, it's like this is a watchable movie. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> so. That that's solid for a franchise to have basically five out of six watchable uh, installments. Though yeah. you know, it, it's not going to match up to say Friday the Thirteenth for me, but it, it's still fucking awesome. Word, man. Yeah, the, yeah, dude. Like I said earlier, this is only I think the second time that I have watched Predator Two. Um, yeah. It had been so long that I forgot so much about this movie. Like I remembered that it was in the city. I remembered that Danny Glover was in it. I remembered uh, the Predator holding up like a, a severed, you know, skull and spinal column. Yeah, and that so was cool. about it. Like I didn't remember much anything about this movie going into it. So I might as well have been watching it for the first time. When did you see this movie the first time? Uh, it would have been, it would have been, I guess, ninety or ninety-one, whenever it hit VHS. Word, because uh, I was, I was a huge Predator kid, and yeah, uh, I was disappointed because uh, Arnold wasn't in it. But then the, I remember liking it still as a kid. I didn't watch it as obsessively as I did uh, the first one, mm-hmm. um, but I, it, it was something I liked, and um, I remember reading some Predator comics not long after, but not really. You know, not digesting. I think it. If you remember ever trying to read comics in the nineties, like it was so hard unless you were like jumping in at issue one. Oh yeah, dude. To like yeah, because like then you'd have to track down all these issues to read. So like, it's like watching a new Marvel movie right now as your first Marvel movie. Yeah, you're just in the middle. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, I remember just buying Predator, a couple Predator comics and thinking they look cool, and Man, then like trying to read them and not really knowing what was happening. Yeah. I always wanted to read the Predator comics and like the Alien versus Predator stuff. Yeah, and they were they were not comics code approved. Uh, they definitely no, yeah. had a lot more like yeah yeah gore and ad- adult themes and stuff in them. So mm-hmm. I was not allowed to buy those as oh, a wow. kid. But yeah. dude, I remember. Oh man, this is just bringing it back for me right now. I, uh, okay. I went to a, a youth group in uh, Knoxville. We drove all the way to Knoxville and stuff to go wow. to this, uh, this specific church because uh, I guess it was better information than whatever we were getting elsewhere that was <laughs> teaching out of the same book. I don't fucking know. So anyway, I went to this youth group in Knoxville, and uh, every now and then... You know, we would all get together and like hop in uh, whatever youth pastor's van or whatever and go to like Books a Million because they oh, had like awesome. a little, little coffee shop and a bookstore and stuff. So it'd be like, okay, here's some free time, you know, 
check out the books and stuff. Then we'll meet over at the coffee shop and whatever, talk about the Bible. And uh, I remember <laughs> like that was one of the first places that I saw graphic novels. Uh, these oh, you know yeah. collections of all these comics and stuff, and I remember finding one back then of the Alien versus Predator stuff. Or it might have even just been oh, a comic awesome. off of the rack. And I was like, "Oh man, I know I'm on a church trip right now, so Jesus is like super here right now, and I'm not allowed to have <laughs> he this." Pays but extra attention, <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I cracked that thing open and started looking at it, and dude, it was so gory, and the art was so fucking sick. I don't, th- I don't even uh-huh. think I'd like seen Predator at that point. Actually, I'm sure I hadn't seen Predator at that point. Right. But uh, I always remember just being really interested in what it was about because I saw the advertisements for the Predator video games and stuff in my, you know, video game magazines, and I saw stuff about the Predator comics in like Wizard magazine. And uh, I was always really, really fascinated. So I remember back then, yeah, looking at those Predator comics and graphic novels and all that, and just being super fascinated, but I never got to have any of them. I guess I should probably just treat myself and fucking buy that stuff. There's nothing yeah, stopping me. Say, don't tell my mom, dude. Anybody listening, don't tell my mom I'm getting them. Okay? And nobody listening will either. I'm serious. Don't so. tell her. <laughs> I'll beat you up. Yeah, take I'll, that. I'll flick your ears, like, really hard. Ooh, ouch! So yeah, yeah, I I I uh, I did love me some Predator, and um, yeah, watching this movie, I the disappointment that Arnold wasn't there uh, probably wasn't the only reason why I didn't like Predator Two as much as Predator One, and we'll talk yeah. about it. But uh, I I definitely I I remember still watching it and just being like, man, the Predator's so cool. Uh, I don't remember then when i got back into predator though because there was kind of a a period there where you know no predator movies or whatever and uh i was just you know in in 90 i was like nine years old so like um by the time i was a teenager i didn't really think much about predator anymore didn't really go back to the comics or anything how old um, were you when you stopped believing in predator (laughs) when you stopped setting out milk and cookies (laughs) for predator I said there was a, pre- a period where I just, uh, you know, on, on Predator Day, I didn't lay out, uh, you know, a freshly sacrificed victim for him. <laughs> just a fresh skull and some, some yeah. cattle meat, I guess. Yeah, the way he likes it. But yeah, no, this this movie, watching it again now, uh, this is not the first time I've watched it as an adult, but um, watching it again now, it's like, yeah, if you kind of divorce uh the you know wanting to know what happened to dutch or whatever from it it's like this is this is an okay movie it's definitely got its moments for sure it's got some real good action beats and uh it does a good job of like kind of providing us with a lot of background on the predator without exposition Really. That's true, yeah, what? yeah. Which I see as a, a criticism from some people. Like a lot of people talk about, what the fuck, this pistol thing? They never explain any of that, blah. But I'm like, I love that it kind of left a lot of these things unsaid right. for you to figure out or for you them to tell us about in later movies. Like, I like that about it, honestly. Me too, me too. Because we're dealing with, like by the time because uh okay so the first movie came out eighty seven. Um, you know, and it's John McTiernan, 88 was when Die Hard came out. So he blew up after that, but the studio actually didn't have any like impending plans for a predator two after the first one, even though it made money. Um, and the comics started coming out on dark horse 
and the studio saw the popularity of the comics and hmm. then they were like okay we will make a sequel that's loosely based off of the story in the comics which was uh the the storyline was was uh concrete jungle uh it was a predator in new york city during a heat wave and the story's a, a bit different uh, they had originally planned for it to be in New York City, but I guess it was probably cheaper to shoot in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just moved to L.A. And it's also, you know, L.A. having a heat wave, not too surprising. <laughs> um, so it makes sense. Uh, moving it to L.A., though, they, they also then, like, couldn't get uh, Arnold back because he wanted, I, I think it was a matter of, like, 200 and fifty thousand dollars more and they they wouldn't give it to him that's so it instead, seriously yeah, they're like arnie's yeah. not worth that exactly like what are Come you talking on. about how out of touch <laughs> were these so, fucking people man i know they also wouldn't pay john mctiernan's rate which had gone up because he was now you know the guy who, who made die hard which was only two million bucks i mean i'm looking at the the that's insane yeah, their budget you're doing like it's like twenty to thirty million reported. So you had uh, two point, uh, you know, uh, two and a quarter million to that. I guarantee you'd get twenty to fifty million more at the box office from yeah. having Arnold Schwarzenegger. Absolutely, so, like, dude. In fucking nineteen ninety, what do you think? I mean, he instead of doing this, uh, did Kindergarten Cop, which. Like, still made money, because it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1990. Yeah, (laughs) of course you're going to go fucking see it. Yeah. So, yeah, no idea why the studio made the decisions they made, like, why they weren't immediately jumping on the idea of a sequel, why, you know, it took comic book success for that to happen, why Hmm. they wouldn't uh, spend the extra money on John McTiernan and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but, you know, whatever. They, They instead... Uh, Joel Silver hires the guy from Nightmare on Elm Street, G- Dream Child. Woo, everybody's based favorite. Based off of his work on Dream Child. I don't know what? that that's a glowing fucking resume. I don't know if that is a calling card of a director no. who deserves your time and attention and money. Is it? <laughs> right. I don't think so, necessarily. Though I, I think, uh, watching this movie, it's clear uh, he's a competent action director. Yeah, uh, and th- I would say this is much better than Dream Child. But it is he's definitely not the better person than Dream I would have yeah. gone to. Right? No, hmm. Well, it's kind of upsetting to know that like there is an alternate reality where they coughed up the extra two hundred thousand dollars and got Arnie. Right. And this was a very different movie than what For we got. Sure. Um, I yeah. mean, it's it's pretty good and stuff. But dude, that that first one is just such a fucking high bar. It's like I don't really know yeah. how how you can follow that unless you do pick up with those characters and you're like, okay, now Dutch is part of this predator task force all over the world trying to find these things. Every time that there's these mysterious killings going on, they call in Dutch and his team because they've dealt with this before. Like, okay, now that's a movie that sounds pretty fucking sick to me. Although, you know, it's like, I can also say this is rather than investing and spending the, uh, the, the the screenplay time in investing in Dutch, they're like, let's invest instead in the Predators because these things aren't just limited to these aliens that come here and fight Arnie. They hunt. Like, they, they go on right. safaris all over the fucking world. So yeah. it makes sense that they would go on a safari somewhere uh, and go on this hunting trip where Arnie is nowhere around them because 
the majority of this race doesn't even know who fucking Dutch is. They just go down here and hunt humans. So it's kind right. of a fun way to expand on the Predator as the main draw rather than Arnie. That's kind of retconned um, by the events of Alien vs. Predator Requiem in which uh, we learn that their their biomasks actually send back the you know all the stuff they see basically other hunters are watching them hunt they got that um, body cam footage huh yeah so so if you see it from that lens which again i believe is a retcon i don't think it was necessarily in the comics before that but um if you think of it from that lens then yeah like the the everything that is happening anywhere with any one of them is accessible to all of them. And that, that makes it make a little more sense. So then they would know who Dutch is, right? Like, Oh, he's this great warrior, but it seems like, I, I mean, I, I think like to define the predators rules is kind of important, especially when watching this one, because there's a few moments where you're like, what, why did he do that? Uh, predators only attack, armed individuals but it also seems like well we'll talk about it uh, well let's just set down the the rules but that that rules a little bit i'm not sure about yeah um, yeah yeah and then also uh, a predator won't um won't kill uh like an infirm individual or whatever unless they continue to attack them because in uh in alien versus predator waylon has lung cancer and the predator like scans him and sees it and like starts to walk on and then Waylon attacks him and then uh, the predator kills him. So that kind of happens with the uh, uh, Maria Kachita and Lazenzo's character, whatever her name was. Fuck. What is her name? Uh, I, um, yeah, I lost it. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Maria Kachina Alonso's in this, and she has a character. Um, uh, <laughs> but she's pregnant. Uh, he sees that she's pregnant, and so I guess that's considered, at the very least, like a no-no, uh, not honorable to kill a pregnant woman, so he, he doesn't kill her. Or it could just uh, because be it's a defenseless person, someone who's not armed. Could be. We'll talk about whether or not the predator's anti-abortion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but and then beyond that, like its primary rules seem to be to uh, respect for other warriors. Like he, yeah, there's a code of honor there, mm -hmm. right? He is specifically hunting uh, Danny Glover because of what he sees him do in the opening, which yeah. is like total badass maneuver and stuff for a hunter of his caliber he's like oh this guy's he's gonna be the ultimate prey yeah the um, opening is is badass too it's this fucking drug war that uh the, right. the cops get involved in it's this huge crossfire like danny glover just comes in way fucking hot like knocks the door yeah. off of that car so he can hang out i love they put the the bulletproof vest like on the on the other windows on the of the windows, car yeah it's just fucking cool shit, man. Like, there's it's a some cool great, idea, yeah. And it, yeah, 90s it like, cop action. Exactly. It's very much like in that vein of 80s, 90s cop, where basically the concept is the, the there's a every cop is corrupt except for this one good cop who's really fucking good, but he's like also a maverick. So everything he does uh, makes it people die and shit explode, but he's still good for some reason. <laughs> but. <laughs> The, it is still badass though watching it it's like wow that was cool 
Um, but the yeah, the the predators like impressed by him, so it's you know got to get this guy. Uh, and and by defeating the predator, he earns the respect of the other predators, which makes me think at the end. Uh, the reason why I went on this tangent, uh, to get back to Dutch, it makes me think at the end if they a warrior has shown them shown to be a great warrior and they show their respect they don't fuck with them anymore yeah like oh you're cool like we're just not gonna fuck with you you're you're awesome so maybe that would be a good explanation for why dutch isn't there mm-hmm. um because it's just not gonna fuck with him anymore yeah yeah he's, he's been be- deemed he worthy him. yeah yeah um but yeah i, I think i think uh getting past the lack of connection to the first one i mean it they do try to connect it through gary Busey's character but really that's just a little bit of side exposition yeah Um, yeah not a whole lot there yeah just looking past that then to what this is as a movie um it's really interesting to me like i've always seen it as like okay so like you got the the cops versus uh these drug gangs but then i started watching it again i started seeing it through the predator's perspective and he has no context for why these two are fighting that's true yeah he doesn't know and doesn't pick a side just kills both sides because he sees warriors that's it he's there to hunt warriors he's there to hunt dangerous game and does not see a, a black and white here a good side bad side all he sees is people to kill yeah he's a real and no that, lives matter kind of guy right okay but no but that's not true because innocent lives matter to predators that's true they won't okay. attack an innocent person uh they just will avoid them entirely not even a big deal to them it's just somebody who's not a threat is he kind of uh, like so, what cops are supposed to do Yes, that's what I'm saying here is that, in fact, the, the fucking Predator's the hero of this. He Dude. comes in and he sees there's no difference between either of these sides, uh, a.k.a. A-cab. Uh, yeah. And then he's like, fuck them all. I'll kill them and save these innocent people from this crossfire. You know what? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He's I mean, because seriously, like, he gets involved and basically uh, that that one predator kills, like, all these guys in this huge drug war, yeah. like, probably tamps down a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, fighting and drug crime and all that stuff going on in the city. Like, he kind of mm-hmm. does a heroic measure just because he's like, I don't know, fuck these guys, I guess. <laughs> yep, and the cop... The cops that he he tries to kill are the cops that uh, were, you know, the the maverick cops who are getting shit blown up left and right and making people, innocent bystanders, uh, be put in harm's way. Like, he really does seem to be cleaning up the city. (laughs) He kind of does. You know what? He really, really does. Because it makes it obvious, even at the start of the movie, that, like, Danny, Danny Glover's character is is no straight-laced cop. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, no. he's got OCD and a penchant for violence, and he's destroyed 11 cars and yada, yada, yada. Like, the guy is out of control. How the fuck does he have a job? Except I know how the fuck he has a job. Have you watched right. the news the past fucking uh, our entire right. lifetimes? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's an interesting thing because, like, this this is set in 1997, so the seven future, years ahead. Ch- 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 the future, ch- 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 yeah. 
Why? Um, Why it, is it set in 97? Well, I... I... Mm, I would say the success of RoboCop might have had something to do with it. Maybe? maybe. But maybe not. I Maybe they just wanted to have a dystopian message there. Because I, I think it's really possible to read this script as saying what I just said. Like... I don't know that the cops in this are ever presented as heroes. A cop wins. That doesn't mean he's a hero. Like, I I think maybe it's possible the script was also trying to get in on the late 80s, early 90s, like, oh, fuck, capitalist dystopia is coming type of movies. Uh, so It doesn't go hard script. in it like, like RoboCop does is a thing. Like, it, it right. doesn't really go super hard, hard into, hard like, enough. yeah, the mm. future is going to be fucking different and crazy and weird. Like... It's just, you could totally watch this and forget that it's supposed to be set in any kind of future, exactly. And honestly, like, seven years ahead in the future, why even bother? (laughs) Well, I I think it was, like, a global warming thing, maybe, because, you know, it's supposed to be in a heat wave of 107 degrees in in Los Angeles. Oh, come Um, on. It's just a Tuesday these days. Get over it. (laughs) Well, see. Well, they they were just off by a few years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but also, like, uh, honestly, it may have been, and this, this just, like, I may be putting too much into this, and just really, it could be, hey, we have access to all these sick-looking guns. Like, if we put it in the future, it'll make sense that everybody has, like, an outlandish, insane gun. Yeah, some crazy-ass laser sight bolted onto it and shit. Yeah. Which was, again, popular in the late 80s, early 90s. Those laser sights were, like, all over the place. Like, I, I feel... I mean, the, the the gun armory they have, like, seriously, if you, you know anything about guns, it is varied. They are collectors of guns. <laughs> like, <laughs> these aren't just any old guns. These are, like, they're, they're fucking... They have everything. Um, so, I, it feels like a gun commercial that opening battle like how many different uh varieties of guns they have that guy with the 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 chrome polished mini uzis oh yeah just going wild yeah i don't know if anything yeah. is more early 90s than a chrome uzi <laughs> you know it's that same chrome uzi is used in other movies too in the 90s so yes you're Fucking not you're sick. not wrong <laughs> that's rad man yeah I, I i really do think like um that it, it is possible that like so much to be read about this movie really is just they thought it would be cool they thought it might get more money because RoboCop did well or something like you know yeah. who knows well I can get what uh, you're yeah. talking about it being kind of kind of anti-cop in a way where it shows that like you know in the near future all these like you know drug wars and shit are gonna be so out of control and there's gonna be so much violence that like even maniac cops can keep their jobs because we just need somebody out there trying to do something. Um, I can see that as kind of being anti-cop. I can also see the fact that, you know, we watched the last movie where this entire team of like specially trained mega macho, super buff armed to the teeth guys all got mowed down by the fucking predator and it was no contest and in this movie it's just like you know who could probably beat the predator literally any average cop (laughs) (laughs) it's just like well this needs to be 42 year old danny fucking glover yeah dude right (laughs) like you know who could probably beat him danny glover is a cop 
Hey man, I I don't I do not doubt Danny Glover might be able to take a predator, but he's gonna Pilate that's just that from thing. his Pilates work. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's right, man. He's been doing them dang old Pilates. He's ready to fucking fight. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I I think this movie fucking like just there there's a um there are moments where it probably could have been clearer, and it maybe relies too much on people knowing the comics like i think maybe it, it should have been a little more explicit at times not yeah. with ex- like open exposition but like you know we get danny glover actually saying like uh the you know when the predator like runs through that uh, subway car just killing everybody he was like there he just says they were all armed but you know they they don't they don't put two and two together for the audience, which maybe you need to do for an action movie audience. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I do think, I do think I prefer it that way though. I do think the mystery is fun. If we ever got much follow up on it. Yeah. Because this didn't succeed necessarily. I mean, it made over budget, but just not enough to really continue with it because this didn't succeed. We didn't get enough follow up for any of that to make sense. Um, so, I mean, I'm, you know, it, it, it maybe had aspirations well outside of itself, which is why predator worked so well. Cause it's a very enclosed movie. Like you, you feel like it's over when it's done. You, yeah, you don't think like, Oh yeah. What if another one comes? Um, it's cool that that happened, but you don't really need it. When no. you in Predator, when you in Predator Two, it's like I need I need some answers. <laughs> agreed, totally agreed, man. Yeah, because it does a lot to kind of expand on what we know about the the the, the Predator race. I'm sure that there's an actual name for that species and stuff. Yeah, that I don't there know. is. It's um, I, I have it written down here. Yacht jaw. Yacht jaw. Yacht jaw. It's Y A U T J A. Yacht oh, job. okay. So they're out there yachting around, are they? Do they, do they yeah, listen to yacht, yacht rock, rock? You think they do? They love yacht rock. <laughs> That's tight, man. That's fucking tight. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of introduces some more stuff about their their entire culture and species and aesthetic. Like we get to see the interior of that ship in the original. Oh, we just kind cool. of like, yeah, we the, the original movie opens up with that ship out in space and stuff, but we never really got to see what was going on in there. Right. I like that this movie kind of presents us with. A little bit of what their aesthetic is, you know. When you see the interior of that ship, you kind of get an idea of about maybe what their their homeland might look like. We get a little bit more detail with them being kind of this creature species, whatever that um, kind of kind of goes on these hunting trips together. I guess they are they're not a lone wolf kind of um, civilization. It seems like they go out in packs. Yeah, I I believe like. Um there, there's probably a lot more to be understood by just reading through all the comics. There's definitely like seems to be different types, maybe uh, of of um, because it, we do see that in Predators, where there are two warring factions of of Yacht Jaw, and one are, are larger and, and more lumbering, and the other smaller uh, and more agile. Um, so there, there's like the movie itself like gives you the the feel of like okay so we saw that one in the first one by himself and now we're seeing this one with a hunting party like what you know what what was going on were there others in that first one was he not the only one were they out hunting and like you know this one gets killed uh, and the others are just like oh well 
fuck, you know, I guess we'll keep up our hunt. Whereas in this one, the other one gets killed and they're all like, ah, we gotta go get... Uh, oh, his name's Borg, just in case you're wondering. Uh, so we gotta go get Borg's body, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hmm. But the ship fucking... Seeing the inside of the ship is really cool because it has, like, they were going for, like, an Aztec Mayan sort of look. Yeah. Which is kind of Gigerish, too. Yeah. And that's there. Um, and then, like, you also get to see, like, the skulls of some aliens it's killed, including an alien, like a xenomorph. Yeah. <laughs> There's a that's xenomorph tight. skull. Yeah. It's cool. That's very cool, uh, man. Yeah. And it, it, it does feel like it's interesting, too, because it does feel, um, like even though that that's happening all pretty quick you do get this like little look inside of the their predator culture just briefly and it makes you want more or it makes me at the end want more like that ending made me just want a predator 3 that follows up more on what what that was all about totally agree man totally it also got me kind of wondering though about that entire species and this like hunting trip that they go on so uh-huh. i mean what if what if we find out that most of that species is not in fact all about going out and hunting on prey and bringing back trophies and using unfair advantages like their invisibility cloak and all their crazy weapons and shit like right. this to to hunt the uh you know the the weak uh pink fleshy things on the planet earth like right i mean what if what if back home on predator planet i'm just saying mm-hmm. like what if borg actually runs like a, a, a national uh, subway sandwich chain like a like a Jimmy John's I Ben I need you to know that Stephen Hopkins said that uh, going into this he thought of uh, the predators as uh, just rednecks going on a hunting trip right that's what I'm saying like yeah. like what if like back on predator planet they're like oh my god I gotta yeah, quit eating it dude. At, yeah. at, at Borgie Borgs, I saw these disgusting photos of him on a safari holding up a uh-huh. fucking skull and spinal column of some innocent slaughtered human. Like, <laughs> what if they really are just the bougie fucking space rednecks that go on these unfair hunting safari kind of things? Yeah, it kind of that that is a, a fun idea. I think in their back, like in the background of their their culture, it really is that everyone is is exactly like that. But that is a fun idea that they're predators back home who like they don't support these hunts and they're just mad about it yeah well that's the thing too it got me thinking about this movie dude it's like yeah okay so these guys basically went to um well it wouldn't be bass pro shop i guess it'd be like people pro shop because they got like all the tools to hunt the people you know these guys got their bougie ass fucking spears and discs i think bass pro shop has all the tools to hunt people yeah you know what yeah yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but these predators back on their home planet went to People Pro Shop, and they got all the tools and shit to come down <laughs> here and hunt. But then it got me thinking. It's like, okay, so these predators, right? Mm-hmm. Predator. They see they see people that are out there peddling drugs. What do they do? Absolutely fucking annihilate them. They murder them. They're fucking straight edge, dude. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. I'm saying, like, okay. he, he was about to kill that one woman, and he was like, wait, you're, you're Pergonant. I got to <laughs> leave you alone. They're very pro-life. Yeah. 
Are these can, are you, these predators conservative as fuck? Is what I'm getting at. It's possible. Okay, so yeah, we have to talk about that because also at the end he's like, "I respect you, cop." Here's a gun. Whoa! <laughs> wow! He just armed the cops. He okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of it's kind of true because, like, I, I mean, th- let's just think because, like, he doesn't kill the kid in the cemetery. Like, there's this like obvious hesitation to not kill a kid, and then notices that the gun isn't real, and then you know just shuts down the I'm gonna kill a kid system. Uh, and then, yeah, he stops from killing this woman who has been shooting at him and has a gun and therefore meets the criteria for being killed. Yeah. Um, but then he sees that there is a, a fetus in her and doesn't kill. And so, like, we're looking at this woman, Maria Kachita and Lonzo, uh, this entire time. She does not look pregnant. And then when he looks in her, there is a like well it's a whole baby. baby. It's a whole baby, yeah. dude. And also I love how ridiculous that shit is where like she's put onto that gurney and immediately the guy, like the ER dude, is like yeah. I detect a fetal heartbeat. This woman is pregnant. Like, I don't think that's yeah. how that works exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I, I think like what what do we do there though? Because like if he's not killing her because the baby can't defend itself, are we saying the baby's viable outside of the womb, and therefore the predator's like, okay, well I can't, I'm not going to perform a third trimester abortion. Wow. Or or is this a thing where he's like, oh, life begins at conception, dude? <laughs> like, right. Well, and also, I too, can't do it. It opens up the broader question of like, what happens if a predator meets a malignant? What if he meets a, a <laughs> Professor Quirrell? What if he meets a Quato? He's about about to stab Quato, and then he's like, "Wait, Arnold didn't do anything." Open Wait, your mind, predator. <laughs> Like, what happens at that point? Like, if fucking, you know, yeah, you're, you're fighting a Professor Quirrell, and then the Voldemort on the back of the head is like, I object to this encounter. Like, does the Predator have to be like, it's off, it's off. I can't, Sorry. I can't do I it. Can't do it. Yeah. Baby on board. Yeah, I don't know. They may be, they may be very conservative. You might be right <laughs> that they, they that like, their entire culture is just upper- like middle to upper middle class uh assholes driving a hundred thousand dollar jacked up trucks that's what i'm saying dude on weekends i mean most of the people that we know around here i'm not stereotyping i'm not saying all of them but most of them that go out and go on big hunting trips into big jacked up trucks and uh do all their shopping at bass pro are we gonna call them liberal or conservative let's just call like it is Uh, yeah yeah no you're right so hey man Maybe maybe we've turned on this predator. <laughs> maybe he's <laughs> canceled. Yeah, canceled Borg. <laughs> Predators canceled. Yeah. Oh man, so, that's yeah, fucking stupid. The, this is Stan Winston again. So we're getting, you know, Stan Winston coming back making the suit. Uh in fact making I think nine suits because we see the the hunting party, but we Whole also got um Kevin Peter Hall back. Playing the Terminator, or Terminator, the Predator. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it carries over a lot of the feel of the first one when we see the Predator. Like the Predator scenes aren't the problem. 
mm-hmm. it's that most of the predator for the first hour of the movie is just us seeing him observe things largely yeah there's a lot of that yeah it's kind of like there's another movie going on and they were like oh right we need to remind people the predator is gonna be in this well here's the thing about Um, it too man like in the original it's so gripping and it's so interesting because you have no idea what the fuck is out there the predator is like invisible for most of it like most of the time nobody can see him and he's not really on screen there's just shit happening and then you get that final reveal of like, what the fuck does this thing look like? It's like this eight foot tall man covered in fucking mm-hmm. cyber goth gear with dreadlocks and uh, fishnets and glow stick blood. Like, it's so shocking that in this one, it's like, we already know what's going on. We know the predator is right. there. We know what he looks like. The people in the movie don't. It's not really as suspenseful. It kind of can't be. It's no. one of those deals where it's a cool trick, but you can only do it once. But right. also, one thing that I noticed about this is that the, you know, the the once invisible predator camo that disguised it in the jungle so well, man, everybody be fucking seeing this predator. Everybody sees yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody seems to catch it. Uh, whereas, I, I mean, and maybe that is kind of like undercutting a whole lot of the the good feel of the original because you could catch glimpses of it in the forest like kind of but in this everybody sees it because like the blue sky is behind it and it's like more obvious and it's like oh well this is why you wouldn't hunt in the city then like, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it kind of keeps showing us why hunting in the city doesn't make any sense and why they shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. And then, like, it, it's also like you're raising such a high profile. Like everybody, like it's gonna, it's gonna fuck up hunts across the world because now they know about this mm-hmm. as a thing that happened. Like. Yeah, overall, I feel like this guy's feels like he's kind of an asshole predator, <laughs> and the other <laughs> predators are like, uh, you know, we hate him, but he's our brother, so <laughs> he paid for the trip, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like yeah. that they kept the look of the predator basically the same because that design is so fucking badass and timeless. Yeah, like the, the helmet, the mesh, the muscles, like. It's also yeah. fucking sick, but they did gear him out with some new stuff. This guy's been shopping for some toys, what the original one didn't have. He's got that spear rig. He's got uh, a uh, cool. a very, what's it, like like crawl-like, like throwing uh, yeah, the, star kind of thing. They're like arrowhead type of things that he throws. That's and cool. And they go straight for some reason, but whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. I like the net gun, too. That's cool. The net gun is cool, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um I think the the look is, you know, the face is slightly changed, of course, you know, enough that it looks like a diff- a different predator. But I found it interesting that Danny uh Glover <laughs> called him pussy mouth at one point. Okay, let's talk about this. This is this is something <laughs> that I I had a big question about. He yeah, does he call him pussy mouth yeah. or pussy face? Pussy Pussy, okay, maybe pussy face. Maybe pussy face. Okay, so, all right, I'm just saying, what the hell kind of pussy has he been looking at? I'm confused, Daniel Glover. Please explain to me 
what mandibular pussy is not something you should be seeing like we're body what positive here. here. We we know we know that that vaginas come in all different shapes and sizes. We're not they critiquing. sure do. I've never yep. seen one that looks like a predator though. No, no. Never. Uh, rarely do they have teeth. Rarely, rarely, rarely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a weird moment. But then I did pay attention. Like, what what is what is this maybe referencing? And beyond the teeth. The mouth does look weird. It looks strange. I don't know that I would say it's a pussy. No. But it's definitely like, what is going on? And, and I can't remember that same thing in the first one. So I think they maybe like made the mouth a little more grossified. Yeah, it was more um, like insect or like lobster-like in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 And the eyes also seem... Maybe a little more expressive, but I don't think we saw the eyes much in the first one anyway, so maybe it's still the same thing. We just see them more. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we also got the other designs, like I think eight more uh, designs of the, the, the hunting party. And it's interesting because it, they, they did, you know, different designs for each of them. They kind of gave each of them a little bit of character. Um, for just that short moment, like imagine the amount of work Stan Winston oh and my his God, people are putting into for just this brief moment to show they're the hunting there. party. Yeah, yeah, they're barely there. It's, I mean, but it is cool. I'm glad they did it. Uh, and also, some of the people in those suits were L.A. Lakers, no doubt. Yeah, apparently Danny Glover, big fan of the L.A. Lakers. And uh, got them to get some of the L.A. Lakers to be Predators. That's pretty uh, sick. And also, I sent you, I posted this on our, our social media, but I sent you, there was a behind-the-scenes video of <laughs> a bunch of the guys in the Predator outfits doing some dancing, like some breakdancing type of stuff. And, and it's, it's badass. Dude, they're on that it Predator is. ship just having a damn ball. I think that really, cool. dude, if, if they really respected him at the end of this movie, they're like, wow, you killed one of our own. I think they should have had a big old dance party. I fucking think that would have been party, fucking cool, yeah. man. Yeah, that would have been awesome. They throw down really hard. And again, this further enforces my idea that the Predator is a cyber goth. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, the they should... It, it definitely would have made all the sense in the world for this to end with a cyber goth rave. For Absolutely. Sure. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listening to that nine inch nail. Yeah. Listening to we a skinny talk- puppy. Yeah. Old skinny puppy. A little ministry, maybe. Get real Probably, dark. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about the fact that uh, this movie contains both a Bill Paxton and a Gary Busey somehow. Somehow it contained both of them, dude. Yeah. It's got plenty and of both of them, and they're both amping it up uh-huh. really hard. Yep. Yeah, they are. This is the first thing uh, that um, Gary Busey shot after his motorcycle accident, in which he got uh, brain damage. Um, so this is this is his first time back. Um, and the behind the scenes stuff I watched the making of. He is insane. That man is crazy. <laughs> he is crazy. I, he, he's like, you know, um, he, he's he's a, created a sort of elaborate backstory for his character that I'm not sure if it was like 
canon, but he thinks of Keys as the person who put together the first expedition. Okay. So he what he was the one in charge of handling Dutch, and Dutch then escaped from them, and they don't know where he is. Okay. So that's the All backstory right. that Gary Busey provides in the behind the scenes. Um for his character. And then yeah, his character is this like you know, he comes on the first time we kind of see him um after, you know, they've landed a a helicopter in the middle of downtown Los Angeles, which is insane that they actually did that. But they they have that kind of conversation in the the office and he just seems like real low key and normal. Like he's just like, "Hey, sorry." about this jurisdictional thing or blah, blah, blah. Like it, it seems all not normal and calm. He does. And then, yeah, every scene we get with him afterwards, he gets a, a <laughs> bit more abusey. What is it? He's a fucking alien. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> I love him. And then pa- Bill Paxton, like I, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't find any evidence of this, but I feel like most of what he says is probably improvised. <laughs> it has to be. Dude, all those lines have to be straight off of that Paxton dome. Yeah. All those like yeah. shitty jokes and stuff. Yep. <laughs> Dude, the way that like it's the middle of this heat wave and he's there in that police office wearing a full on suit and just sweating just through the sweating. suit. Just drenched. Yeah, like crazy. Yeah. All that just had to be from him, right? There's no way all that shit was written. All those stupid ass jokes and stuff. No way. Well, he he did wear uh, a, a suit like that to the audition. So yeah, that was him. Um, and yeah, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine that in the script it said uh, Bill Paxton goes up to two people dancing and cuts in by saying, "You mind? She's my sister." Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> He well, that's, is that's all insane. the way Paxton on this. He has fucking amped yeah. it up. I mean, I see a lot of people that are like, man, his character is super annoying in this. Uh, mm. And I, I can get that. I can understand. Yeah, it's kind of supposed it's, to be, right? It's Bill Paxton, dude. Like, it's kind of supposed right. to be that way. The guy yeah. was an absolute lunatic and would play stuff just to be that way, but then also would turn around and do a movie like uh, like Frailty. Yeah, where That had a lot great. of nuance, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So knowing his competence as an actor, it's like I know that everything that he was doing was a choice. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he is this corny, irritating guy that's just kind of new on the job. I mean, what's Danny Glover say? He thought he was here to watch the windows or something. <laughs> yeah. Super, yeah. super and, over the top. And then he gives him that speech where he's like, uh, don't be a showboat. And it's like, bro, like half a scene ago. You put some fucking uh, bulletproof vests yeah. in the windows yeah. of your car and fucking did some showboating. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Only one showboat on the crime scene at a time. Come right. on, now. come on. <laughs> at the same time, though, like yeah, okay, we got Danny Glover, we got Gary Busey, we got Bill Paxton, we got a uh, uh, oh shit, what is his name, dude? We've got a Baldwin in here, right? Adam Baldwin. Oh, Adam Baldwin. Yeah, huh? But like. 
we got some 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 star power, some good acting chops, and everything going on. But like, right. I don't really feel like I know much or care much about most of these characters. Like, I never yeah. get to see, I never it's get to see now. what Danny Glover goes home to. Like, that's part of what made yeah. Lethal Weapon so fucking great. It's not just yeah. that the action Absolutely. was there. Same with Die Hard. It's not just that the right. action beats were there. It's that we knew yep. what these guys were doing when they were off the clock. We knew what they were going home to, and like with this movie, even with Danny Glover. All we ever see is him on the job. That's all that we get yeah. out of him is he is a cop 24-7, and that's all that we know of him. Like, I don't know what he goes home to. Same with Bill Paxton. Same with, uh, you know, Danny that's in there. Like, I just don't really know anything about any of these characters other than, well, they're they're cops on the job. Yeah, I think that is... It- there is some heart missing to this that was in the first one and we didn't exactly know what anybody had to go home to but they had their own camaraderie so yeah dude we yeah, cared you got the impression them. like they'd yeah. been on a lot of missions together they had been working right. together for a long time they knew each other's dynamic and plus you know i mean yeah fucking shane black bill duke uh jesse ventura so many people yeah. in that movie just add so much to those roles that you feel like for you sure. know them but in this, yeah. it's like I feel like there was a lot of moments where I was supposed to be like, "Oh shit, they got Danny," and I'm like, "Okay, he died." Oh, well, he's I the know. guy who wore the weird yeah. necklace. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. all right. Like I never yeah, really got any given us Yeah, they could have given us because like their camaraderie isn't there for me. Like I'm just not seeing it. I see that they all work together and they have connections to each other from having worked together for so long. But I just don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not feeling them as a friend group or anything. So yeah, it's hard to have that same carryover as you get in the first one. But yeah, maybe just a scene with Danny's family or something before we see him get killed. Yeah, maybe or the just fact that he has like no that. family. You know, like he's right. He's- standing up dates he has nobody at home because he's just such a wild card crazy guy cop on the job like that can work too but i just don't know anything about him yep i i would i would uh, agree with you that yeah the one of the major problems here is that there's not a lot to connect to i think you know the the scripts written by the the same uh people who wrote the first one uh, uh jim and john thomas um but Shane Black did rewrites on the first on the uh, Predator script, and I think that is what's missing here. Is yeah. they needed somebody to punch up the dialogue and make us like these people. I agree. like Bill Paxton is is doing his job. I think of like making us, um, you know, annoyed with him, but he's still charming. Uh, but everybody else, yeah, I'm, I'm not really, not really sure, like what, like what it is I'm supposed to be rooting for. Um, even though you know, at the end, as I said, like I think the predator might be the hero here. Yeah, <laughs> he might be the person we're supposed to be rooting for. Um, in that case, though, like I don't know. I think it's possible to see though that us not having a connection to Danny. Um, could like Danny Glover, not not the detective Danny, but uh, thus not having the connection to Danny Glover's character, kind of casts him also like a predator. So it's kind of like predator versus predator in that way. Okay, yeah. Um, and then it's yeah, and then we're just watching two uh, 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 kill monsters go at each other, and that's fun. But it's again, it loses the charm of the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, man. 
Do you think that there's any possibility that there was like a writing room cocaine fueled explosion going on here <laughs> where they're like, hmm, what made the first Predator so good? Um, let's see. He was an alien. He was tall. He had dreadlocks. Ooh, who else has dreadlocks? Maybe there's oh, no. Jamaicans. <laughs> Is that what happened here? What the oh, fuck's man. going on here, dude? The Jamaican voodoo posse. Jamaican okay, so voodoo I, gang, dude. This is yeah, not I, aging gracefully. Well, okay. So here's the thing. I, I have always just assumed that that was just because in the 80s and 90s, they would just create these very specific types of gangs. Uh, but then I read on the IMDb that it was based off of an actual gang. So I looked it up. The Jamaican, Jamaican posse was... A real gang. Um, I don't know that they walked around and were stereotypical. Um, they were probably, you know, people uh, with characters rather than stereotypes, which is every single one of the Jamaican voodoo posse. In was this. they They're doing I don't think that was part of it, no. But they were running <laughs> guns and, and drugs. Um, I'm pretty sure that, like, voodoo is not a Jamaican thing. I don't I'm think so, I'm pretty sure no. that's a Haitian thing, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you know, uh, you can't expect some Hollywood guy to look anything up. To do so. any research. Okay, well, you know what? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know why they went with that. Uh, and then, yeah, our other gang is Colombian, I guess, which is, that's an obvious 80s connection, Colombia cocaine. Sure. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't know why one, like, okay, like, why wouldn't it just be gangs in Los Angeles that already existed in 1990? <laughs> like, why wouldn't know. they just... Dude, Go 97 was going to be different, dude. It was going to change a lot ah, by then. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> That's no, all you I, need to know. I, I don't know why they chose a lot of the things they chose. Like, it, it, it really does feel at times like it was rushed, but it wasn't. Like, this is three years after the first one came out. Like, it's not a rushed sequel. No. They, they had their time to think about it and work on it. I... I do like a lot of what we do see, like the actual, uh, uh, you know, the as we said, the opening gun battle, but also the the fighting between Danny Glover and the the Predator, and the Predator like slaughtering all those guys in that uh, uh, slaughterhouse, like all that stuff is cool. Yeah, it's fun, cool. But yeah, the connective tissue is is kind of the problem. Yeah, I think so. And like the the pacing in this I think is also a little bit of an issue. Like the intro is sweet, yeah. the outro is sweet. Some of the stuff, especially yeah. in that second act, like where Yeah, you know, we got Danny Glover, he's going around, he's he's like trying to figure out what this predator is. He goes and talks to uh right. uh what, what's the name? King Willie and all this. It's like, okay, uh -huh. we're just kinda killing time here exactly, right? Like it seems like it really kinda drags. Like whereas again, yeah. not not to just constantly compare it to the original, but Dude, the original shit is constantly happening. Yeah. Uh, there's always something propelling it forward. And in this, I feel like it really kind of drags there in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it would have made more sense. And I think this is probably my dream Predator 2. Uh, they pay Arnold, of course. Um, Arnold is in charge of this division. Um, you still have Gary Busey, of course, because Arnold's going to be a shadowy figure in my dream 
Predator 2. He's going to be kind of behind the scenes for a while. Danny Glover starts into the investigation, and then that's when they bring him in. When Dutch brings him in and tells him what's going on, and then we got Danny Glover and Dutch fucking fighting this Predator together, that we don't have to drag it out. Because, like, that's the problem is that there's no liaison. There's no, like, in-between for Gary Busey and Danny Glover to bring them together. So Danny Glover is having to do all this investigating himself to get to the point where we find out the information that Gary Busey already knows. And that's just boring. Well, the problem is too, is it's not just that Gary Busey already knows it's that we, the viewer having already seen the original, we already know. So it's like, there's a huge chunk of the movie where he's going out of his way to try to figure out information that we already know. So it's like, how am I supposed to be gripped? I know what it is. It's a guy that comes from outer space uh, to places where it's nice and warm to do himself some hunting. Like, I already know. Yep. It's not really yeah, that fun know. to watch someone else do the research. Right. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, I, I think it, it should have been uh, quicker. They should have more quickly brought him in, gave him the information, used him, basically, as part of their team, rather than us just having to this interdepartmental war, which is, uh, again, maybe the point if we're you know if the point of the script was that the cops are just as bad uh, that he doesn't even get the information he needs because this other department doesn't want them to know and it's like well then fuck it's a dysfunctional system overall like it yeah. just doesn't work yeah and again that that's kind of robocop ish in a lot of ways in the way yeah. that it kind of shows yeah. some of that stuff as is the involvement of the media in this i was kind of expecting ah, this to yes. go somewhere bigger where i mean as soon as the movie starts and yeah we got that huge gang fight and the news reporters are on the scene and that one woman's like fuck yeah. this i'm going home and then there's yeah. like the scuzzy guy tony pope and i know that yes i recognize him from something like i've seen something yeah. else he's been in but i could not put my finger on what you recognize him for being the the predecessor to uh to rush limbaugh and jerry springer Um, oh boy you mean uh truth seeking newscasters right Right? Uh uh-huh um yeah he was he was a, a a shock jock who then had a show uh where he would uh, uh blow smoke in people's faces and uh basically try to get them to attack him uh, and he used, uh, you know, uh, anti-abortion and all sorts of other conservative positions to do that. And he was a piece of shit, just like <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. And then so, in this movie, he's like, I'm going to play a piece of shit uh, shock jock news anchor. Yeah. So that's the interesting thing here. Uh, from a 2022 perspective, you probably look back and you go like, yeah, th- that was probably a guy then. Um, no. Uh, Morton Downey Jr. wouldn't have been an actual, like, news person because uh, news was still kind of regulated to the point of you were supposed to not be biased. Um, no. And this was before the founding of Fox News, uh, ironically, in 1996. Um, wow. This is set in 97. They kind of told the future of people they like Morton Downey yeah. Jr. will one day be the ones reporting in quotes, the news. Wow. Um, so there's a little bit of a message there f- that it's it's narrow because, again, you, you 
you'd have to see it in context of who this is and what this is showing because now that that's just a reality entirely where yeah, that's just yeah no news, it's just right? clown clowns do the news yeah damn so man. I, I thought that was interesting but it, like it also yeah as you said that doesn't necessarily go anywhere really no. he just kind of serves as a nuisance yeah, and, and again, more scuzzy people. It's like the cops here are yeah, scuzzy. The people they're scuzzy. fighting are yeah. scuzzy. The people reporting to the news are scuzzy. Uh, it just seems to be a very, yeah, very scuzzy kind of world overall that they're envisioning yeah. for, for 1997, uh, which I guess is also a world where a, a predator ship can go undetected under an apartment building for <laughs> God knows how long. Okay, dude. How the fuck did that ship get there? When did it get there? How did nobody know? Right. I mean, I assume well, because it's under this building, the building had to have been built on top of it, which means it's been there at least since, what, uh, fucking 1960s. I don't know. I'm just bullshitting a number. But it's like, if it was built on top of that ship, that ship had to have been there for a while, right? Well, here's the thing. Um, I believe... The, the movie doesn't say this, but... Um, the movie shows us a, a subway in Los Angeles. Uh, it, that the uh, metro lines in Los Angeles weren't actually completed before this movie came out. I was wondering so about that. Is, yeah, when, yeah, when it was going, I was like, "Was there a subway in LA?" No, back not then? yet. Yeah, yeah. This is this is like their you know uh, obviously sort of like nod to the future, like. Obviously, uh, they're putting it in now. By 97, there will be more of it. I believe that the Predator's ship is in a tunnel for a future section of the subway. How the fuck did so, they get down there, dude? They had to fly well, that thing down here to Earth undetected. And then into that tunnel, yeah. Yes, yeah. So that it's... How uh, big is the ship a, versus a subway tunnel, dude? That's, that ship looks way bigger a than question. a subway tunnel. I would agree with that, yeah. Uh, but maybe you have to clear out a lot more space... You know, for more than just the tunnel. Who knows? I, I think that is the reasoning behind that. But then also, uh, there's a question as to whether or not the ship was there the whole time or if the ship had been sent back because this hunter is, like, causing too much of a, a, a panic. Like, the other hunters see that this is becoming very public and could fuck with their hunts. Again, these are just theories, because the movie doesn't explain it. No. The movie is just like, oh, yeah, no, and his ship is directly under a building, like, right down the elevator shaft. You just fall through a hole, and there it is. There it is, right there. Yeah. Okay, and, and the other Predators are just down there, what, just fucking hanging out, hanging out I yeah. guess, the whole time? Yeah. I mean, as far as the way that nobody would see it is, they, they have cloaking technology, so that that maybe would explain that. But yeah, I guess the other predators are just hanging out. But, you know, again, a ship probably has accommodations. They got rooms and stuff. They didn't show it, but they definitely they got a theater room in there where they watch, you know, movies. Probably just hunting movies. Probably Dude, all they talk maybe about. Maybe it's just like other real hunting trips where like those other I mean, how many uh, other ones were there? Like eight or so other aliens that were yeah. there? Uh predators uh -huh. that were there. What if the entire rest of the time, like, oh, yeah, we're going out hunting, but, like, all they really do is just, like, sit on top of a building, and they, like, drink space beer, and they've just <laughs> covered themselves in, I guess, uh, human piss or something? 
Like they're just drunk the whole time. Like this one, this one predator's there to like actually hunt. Then the rest of them are just like, yeah, he got I just want to get away from the old ball and chain and drink some yeah. space beers with the space boys. It's just a long-standing part of their culture that men go off and pretend to hunt, and then come back with like wild stories about their hunt. Yeah, and this guy really bought into it. <laughs> and they're all just like, "Fuck, dude, Borg, we're just chilling. Man. What are you doing, That's dude? Why we're here? We got NBA Jam. Well, well again, it's too early. Oh wait, no, ninety-seven. They had NBA Jam. Borg is straight edge. <laughs> He's out there killing all the drug dealers. Like, I'm not gonna drink space beer. I'm not gonna get fucked up like you guys. <laughs> It'll dull my senses. Like, I bet this guy is the big killjoy oh, of the entire Borg. group, right? Yeah, I yes, I would absolutely agree with that. He's the killjoy of this hunting party. Although he does get high on some drywall, I guess. What the fuck is going on there? He well, gets okay. his dang old arm cut off, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I need the drywall." Listen, I think it's because you gotta seen- learn to respect other cultures. Ben, sometimes, okay. sometimes, some cultures will combine certain avenues of thought that we don't have, and the yacht jaw have discovered that. You know, internal medicine and interior design go together hand in hand. One in the same. One in the same. Wow. Grab yourself a big old hand of drywall and some blue goo. That'll stop the bleeding. So you're saying like if they were in like a dire health crisis, they'd be like, get this man to Home Depot immediately. <laughs> yes, they would. Stat. I need a two by four for some reason. Do you think it's because that, that predator earlier in the movie, he was like, man... I seen them them Latinx fellers. They they had a bunch of white powder and stuff that made them strong. If I smash this here drywall, there's huh. some white powder. Maybe that's what Did they that, was doing. That one guy. Okay, so one guy like takes a big handful of cocaine and sort of like snorts it, and then like shoves it onto his shoulder. Was he? Was there a wound there? I didn't notice. Like was I thought he, he was like, giving himself the white hand of Saruman. He was actually a big Lord of the Rings geek. <laughs> that's what he was doing. <laughs> You know? Listen. Okay. All right. Look, if I had a gigantic amount of cocaine, there is no way I would not do the white hand of Saruman. <laughs> Why not, right? We never found out what that was exactly in Lord of the Rings, so it could have just been blow. No. I don't know. It probably was. Probably was. <laughs> <laughs> Get you fucking amped up for battle, dude. Yeah, but no, I can see a parallel there, though, if that's what he was doing. Because I think, you know, because uh, cocaine isn't a uh, topical anesthetic. It, like, if you do have a bullet wound... And you have a handful of cocaine. You wouldn't do terrible um, to, to to numb it with the cocaine. But put it on your dick and um, fuck all night, man. Yeah, and then like he he does do that. Like he he's like sealing up a wound with that and like scream and whatnot. Yeah, I don't know though. Like I think that scene was like <laughs> like it, it really was like bits of tile and drywall and some blue goo like. I can, okay, I can put together the understanding that, yes, that might create a sort of plaster. A paste, yeah. You could, yeah, a sort of paste you could use. But what's the point of that scene? Well, especially, <laughs> like, too, when what? it showed us, like, in the first movie that, you know, he's got this built-in toolkit. Like, he's got his yes. fucking stuff always on him to heal up a wound or whatever. It's like, right. I don't think find nearest drywall or paste making substance as part of the instructions like i don't really understand why i had to do that 
It definitely wouldn't work in a jungle. Like, where are you going to get drywall? Oh, shit, dude. I'm fucking thousands of miles away from the nearest drywall. I guess I'm fucked, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. that would be kind of a problem, man. But hey, dude, if you're a predator in need of a boost, I guess you can also always get hit by lightning or something like he does in this. Okay, what the (laughs) fuck is going on there? He he's all celebratory about his hunt and stuff and killing Bill Paxton. I think it's right after he kills Bill Paxton. Uh-huh. He gets like hit by lightning. What the I fuck's think... going on? There's like lightning and like electricity like crackling all over his body. Yeah, and I see that. Yeah, I recall like, it coming I, from the sky. I I thought the electricity crackling on his body. I mean, that's just an effect of his like. Uh cloaking thing i thought but yeah i don't know what's happening in that scene honestly like when i watched it i was like oh it's crackling oh okay <laughs> what why is that happening it's a I good don't know. question <laughs> there's a lot of questions i have man now you were also talking about their entire their entire predator code of ethics and stuff which might seem very right. honorable it's like okay don't harm unarmed people and all this jazz but right i'll tell you from watching the og and from watching this one all I can say is that predators are fucking sore losers, dude. As soon as these guys start getting beat, they're just like, well, fuck it. I'll just blow us all up. This game sucks. Yeah. How many? He said like 50, you could blow up like 50 city blocks or so, or maybe 300. I, can't I think he remember. said 300 city blocks was like the, the blast radius of that fucking nuclear blast that the original predator was going to take out Arnie with. Because seriously, yeah, so- like, these are the dudes who like. Dude, if you know you beat them at Street Fighter, if they came over to your house and you beat them in Mortal Kombat because you kept being Liu Kang and doing them fucking flying kicks and low fireballs at uh-huh. them every time they try to get up, they damn break your controller. It's like, man, yeah, you're a fucking sore sure. loser, dude. Absolutely, yeah. I had some major questions about that. Specifically, okay, so the countdown was basically over on the bomb watch, and then he cut off his arm how what happened to the bomb i don't know Does the right? bomb need to be attached to the whole body for it to go off i don't know it makes no sense that seems kind of no silly sense. you know yeah I, and like the only thought i had was oh i guess he cut the bomb in half and it's like i don't think that diffuses bombs i don't think that would work either no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was very confused by that whole bit though it is cool because they they did film that like actually on a ledge on a 13th floor and it like looks really scary like when they showed like they they show that like i think they indicate early in the the movie like after uh danny glover shoots the guy with the two uh the chrome uzis he like goes over to look over the edge but he kind of like hesitates and i think they were kind of indicating that he was afraid of heights they didn't and, really play into that much, though. Yeah, like, they didn't. Yeah, but that's this scene that, like, the fact that he's kind of like frozen in place and like afraid to to move too much. I can I kind of think is is his fear of heights. It's just like falling he, off he a definitely log. Could have, yeah, like he's reaching for that that weapon thing, and it's like he definitely could crawl forward a little bit to reach for it, but it's like he's frozen. He he's not gonna move. And again, those little character weaknesses, they could have played that up and given us more about that character. Absolutely, It would have made me uh, understand the character better, like the character more. It's like, oh, they're not like this super cop. They they have actual flaws and things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, being a super cop is a flaw, but... (laughs) 
Um, I was watching this movie with Kate there the other night, and we were talking about it later, and she's like, well, there wasn't a whole lot of you know, uh, females in the movie other than a main no. cop lady. And I was like, wait, hang on, though. I was like, it does kind of pass the Bechdel test because there's that one woman that got spared in that sex scene, and that, that lady cop talks to her. And Kate was <laughs> like, okay, she talks to her about the devil being there the devil is a man it does not pass the bechdel test and i was like god oh, damn good it point. good point <laughs> so no there's it no devil loophole in the bechdel test nope um, devil's a man so yeah i i think uh i think you're you're right it, it obviously like it is a you know watching the other predator movies it is a a, a trope of the franchise to have a tough woman as mm-hmm. like part part of the movie. So the first one had uh, the the lady that survives with Dutch, who they kind of show briefly in this in like a like a, a video moment. Yeah, it's like, like a video monitor. Yeah. Then they got Maria Cucina and Lonzo. Then the the protagonist of Alien vs Predator is a woman. Then there's like uh, in Predators, there's also like a sniper woman. Like that that's always been a part of it, and it's like. I think in this one, it's probably the weakest because she is taken out because she's pregnant. Like, that's like the ultimate, like, oh, she womaned too hard. I know, she right? Be, yeah. And then she's like, gone. The rest of the movie, she's her. like, I will not yeah, be appearing it. in the third Don't. act. Bye. Right. I'm too pregnant. Yeah. I'm too pregante too to pregnant. be here. Even though I was yeah. doing all this other stuff earlier while still being uh, pregnant, now that I know. I gotta go. See you later. Yeah, yeah. I think this one is probably like it, it, it's it's hard to say that like looking at the original that for some reason this one is more invested in eighties action tropes. Even yeah. though I said that the original Predator is like the like a uh, like one of the like typical eighties action movies. This kind of invested all in the like heavy on drugs you got a scene with a woman with her boobs out you got tons of guns but you don't you don't have like so much of the character that the first movie had and you you're not investing enough time in making us like them and even if you do have this tough woman character you're not giving her stuff to do right right so yeah it, it yeah it, it just fails on on so many levels it's got and, good gore, uh, though. It is. It does. Fuck yes, it does. It's got skinned bodies hanging up. It's got fucking ripping out spines and skulls and yeah, all Hellraiser sorts of cool shit, shit, man. Like that scene, yeah. whatever you know. There's that that whole deal where the the, the voodoo Jamaican guys were gonna kill the Colombian drug lord, and it ends up just being that huge, you know, party of skinned bodies hanging from the ceiling. Like it's super horror. It's very Hellraiser yeah. kind of influenced. Just seeing all those dudes hanging up and stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And, and again, there are some some good bloody, gory fights and stuff through the movie. I was satisfied with that. I, I do wish we would have seen some of the stuff a little bit better. Like we never, we didn't get to see Bill Paxton get decapitated. We only kind of saw Gary Busey get cleft in twain. Right. Only kind of, sort of. Like I do wish we would have seen <laughs> some of that stuff. When he gets cut in half, like it's seriously like just it's just like a somebody poured out a bucket of of uh, blood. Yeah, he doesn't like drip down or anything. It's just like bloop, big bunch of blood. That's it, pretty much, man. Yeah, 
Uh, also, he cuts off King Willie's head, uh, which is a cool transition edit there. It is, the head yeah. does, The head is really good, obviously. It's done by Stan Winston's people. That's a um, good transition, yeah. though, where it's like his face, and then you realize it's being carried by the Predator. That's, yeah. that's sick. There's some cool. cool editing. There's some dumb editing in this, too. Yes, there is. There's, I mean, the scene The scene in, in the the graveyard with the, the whip pans Oh, dude. Silly. So over dramatic. Like he's looking yeah. everywhere and there's that huge sound effect every time he turns and shit. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't get with that for sure. But yeah, overall, I mean it's it's uh well shot and, and, and well done as far as action beats go and whatnot. But it yeah, it, as you said, it it gets slow in the second act and, and really just like I don't think you have room for that in an eighties early 90s action style movie you just don't have time for people to get bored i know you need to keep them excited and it just felt like a lot of this movie were scenes of stuff happening in sequence not necessarily story that is developing like there was really no b storyline where things were changing things were developing this is again where it would have really helped to have dutch involved where it's like oh man turns out he's the one heading this anti-predator operation or whatever yeah instead it really just felt like okay wow there's a predator in town they're gonna have to beat him then like two hours later you're like they beat him that's kind of it honestly yep (laughs) it's not bad to watch or anything like i I was not bored especially during this movie uh but it's just kind of a lot of scenes and not really a lot of story and it feels stupid saying that when i was just like yeah the original predator is a 10 and it's essentially like guys are in a jungle well actually you know what there is more story they're on a jungle they think they're on a rescue mission turns out this other thing's hunting him holy shit turns out the whole thing was a setup like okay that's story actually that is story yeah this not so much yeah this is yeah this is missing out on a lot of that so yeah i i got i got nothing more to say about this except to wrap it all up with a pretty little number I think we just numberized the damn shit out of this thing, man. What are you going to put on this on a 1 to a 10? Man, uh, well, okay. So this, it, it as I've said, uh, the Predator's great. Predates does all the predating. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the gore, great. I love Danny Glover. I mean, I, I really wish they had done more with his character. I yep. love Gary Busey and Bill Paxton as well, and I, I like that they... Got to to be a little bit over the top. That's fun. Um, yeah, it, it does. It gets a little like kind of hammocks in the middle. Little little slow. Little not not really keeping a lot of interest or really keeping me like a lot of it. Kind of forgets that we saw the first movie and we know a lot about what's going on. So like, if if it had sort of acknowledged that and not tried to make us be like, Ooh, what's going on with all these uh, heat image shots? It's like, well, it's the predator fucking duh. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, it, it, it definitely has those issues, but as you said, very watchable. Um, it, it, it definitely has, it has its moments. It, I loved the, the whole like fight, like basically you get the slaughterhouse where he's he's running through these people from this organization and then danny glover fucking blows open the door and from that moment on danny glover and and the 
uh predator fighting is fucking that's it's great yeah uh even with the slowdown for the predator to do is like uh little bathroom medical situation uh that all still like has a, a good pace to it and, and i like the ending i i like the the hunting party showing up and stuff so for me this is i don't know it's uh it's not it's not high but i think it's uh it's above average i'd say it's about like like a five and a half to a six maybe yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I think it's about like a six to me for for everything that you mm-hmm. mentioned. Where it's just not, it's not that entertaining to see other people figure out what the predator is again when we already know. Right. And this is something that I really hope that prey and that also you know future movies that are hopefully mm-hmm. set in the past and in different civilizations and everything sure. really really deal with. Like I, I hope that in other movies, uh, these these people that encounter a predator just think of him as a a force of nature or a demon and like us watching it can know, Oh no, he's, he's an alien here on an expedition, just hunting people. I think it's fun. If like we're watching a movie where the people involved with it don't know, and they think it's something supernatural. Cool. I'm on board for that. So hopefully in the future we get a little bit of that, but I don't know. I like it. I don't love it. I think about six is a pretty, pretty worthy score to put on this thing. And I look forward to hearing what you guys think about it. I know that there are a lot of people that, that really love this movie and think that it's very underrated. I know there's also a lot of people that are just like, fuck this movie, a cop (laughs) predator. That's fucking stupid. And uh, I look forward to hearing from all you guys on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Just uh, find our link tree page is the easiest way to get to everything. Join up on the Facebook group and hang out and chat with us. Follow us on Instagram and all that. And of course, sign up for the Patreon page and give us dollar paper. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, head on over there, become a patron on any level. You get access to our Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, we're we're going to have one coming up this month. I do not know what it's going to be about yet, but I know it's going to happen. Um, and Also, if you become a patron on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl, and then we draw from the Smoking Bowl, and then we cover that movie. And for Action August, absolutely go ahead and throw in an action movie. Uh, Maybe you do. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we pull a horror movie, we'll do a horror movie. But if you want to increase the chance it's an action movie, be sure. I'm going to I'm gonna drop the little submission thing uh, uh, today when this comes out. Head on over there. Drop your action movie in there. Up the chances it's a full action August. Yeah, dude. Maybe you guys want us to watch The River Wild. Maybe you do. You know what? Right? Another, podcast, another horror podcast covered The River Wild, Ben. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> So I stand corrected, man. That must be a horror movie, or at Maybe the very least, adjacent. Yeah, could be, dude. You know, there's yeah. only one way to find out, man. So. Maybe we'll get to that one here soon. But yeah, drop those in the suggestion box on the smoking bowl and stuff. Look forward to seeing it. Uh, also look forward to seeing some more reviews pop up on Apple Podcast and yeah. uh, Spotify, anywhere you can rate a podcast. Helps us out a lot. And it's also going to help us out a lot if you guys tune in next week for a very special yeah. It's Steve's Birthday Pick. Oh, what are you picking, man. birthday boy? Uh, I am obviously going to pick Big Trouble in Little China. Fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm yep, so I'm stoked. Excited. Dude, like, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, you might already know. I saw this movie for the first time like a year ago, and I was like, where yep. the fuck has this been my entire life? <laughs> I love it so much. We're getting low on Carpenter movies. We are, man. Yeah. 
we we still we have the bad ones left. Uh, but we also have the fog. Good one. Yeah, we have uh, the assault fog. on precinct thirteen. Uh, another a really good one. Yeah. But yeah, we we got the ward. Ghosts of Mars. Ghosts of Mars, yeah. Uh, Village of the Damned. Ugh, those are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a good one. This is a great one. Yeah. I'm absolutely stoked. Easily in a top five carpenter. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, boy, you know what? We'll talk about that next we'll week. Talk I'd about have that to next really, week. yeah, I really have to sit down and think about what my top five carpenter are. Got to think about it. We'll be talking about it next week on the show, so be sure to tune in then. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Hope everybody out there is doing just great, and we will catch you guys later. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. Bye. Bye. So I was walking home from the gym today and I happened to get behind a lady who was also on the street and she was like, I'm going to guess like mid twenties and she had on like black shorts and like a, like a neon yellow, like kind of halter top scenario. Okay. So I could see her lower back, specifically her tattoo. All right. Which was okay. It had like two little tribal flourishes on either side and in the center okay, and like classic lower back tattoo. Exactly, okay. exactly. And she drove it fucking home here, man, with the the PhD resistance because in the middle of those tribal accents in like a really slick, like uh kind of like West Coast chopper, you know, cursive italic kind of font. Uh-huh. It just said tramp. <laughs> that's rad i know <laughs> like <laughs> holy shit <laughs> that's an awesome tattoo what? yeah just straight up lower back tramp tattoo with tribal accents amazing yeah she might yeah. have actually been the funniest person i ever met if i met her yeah yeah i definitely would have talked to the lady with uh, a full-on tramp stamp tramp stamp like <laughs> That's rad. It's awesome. <laughs> I think the only thing that would be cooler is like if it was a tramp stamp tattoo that said tramp and it looked like one of those like rubber stamps, you know, so you had like the little <laughs> yes. kind of like <laughs> faded square outline around right. it. Yeah. So it was a That'd literal awesome. tramp stamp. That would be really cool. What What if you misread it and it said Trump? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and, you, and you were like, "Oh, Never I mind. love your back tattoo." And she's like, "All right, me too, right?" <laughs> Maga, right, right. I was like, "Wait, what?" Let me what? read that again. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you know, uh, Emily uh, bought a bunch of fruit from Costco. Which is a thing we do from time to time, and usually that means we're going to end up throwing away a lot of fruit. Yeah, that's um, why you buy it, but, of course. Right? Um, but this time, I, I was like real dedicated to making sure that all the fruit got used. Uh, we had like a whole big thing of peaches, and like six of them got ripe all at once, and I was like, peach cobbler time. So, oh, yeah, peach dude. Cobbler. Woo. Uh, we had We had a whole bunch, whole mess of... Uh, strawberries that kind of just sat to the wayside for a bit. And then we were like, oh shit, need to use these strawberries. So I made a a strawberry syrup for for future cocktails. Ooh, that's a good Uh, idea. And then 
I took some of that strawberry syrup and I made some strawberry vodka. So we got this whole big bottle of strawberry vodka sitting around now. Real fucking smooth and tasty. I bet that's uh, dang lovely. What's your starting vodka for that? Uh, I used a, a Seagram's uh, Extra Smooth, which Ooh. is bottom shelf, but tastes like nothing, which is exactly what you want. I like to drink <laughs> the Extra Course. Extra Course, yeah. Seagram's Extra Course. You know, it's you want to feel grains in it. it. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Whole grain alcohol, you know? <laughs> It'll just exfoliate your throat on the way down, dude. Sick. Yeah. Pretty tight, We man. also got some plums, and let me tell you, Ooh, this I love was the plum. most... I love a plum. This was the most, like, fortunate uh, uh, bunch of plums I've ever had. I believe we had... There were probably about 20 plums in there, and they kind of all just sort of slowly ripened on a perfect schedule for us to eat them before any of them went bad action august <laughs> exactly right <laughs> <laughs> oh man dude i'll tell you this man i love a plum because whenever they're just right yeah and you bite in that motherfucker in that some bitch uh-huh. that skin gives you that snap it's got that snap to it. Yeah, kind of like kind of like a nice a nice sausage. Yeah, it's yeah. delightful. It's a fruit sausage. <laughs> That's a. I'm gonna sell go sell plums to people. 